This is the Marquette Hilltoppers football pregame show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back to the Hilltopper pregame show. I'm Evan Wattalis and joined uh, with our coach interview, Coach Keith Klasinski, joining me once again as we're getting ready to take on a very tough Menominee Falls football team. Before we do jump into Menominee Falls, uh, let's jump back to the Brookfield game really quick. And that's a game that you guys kind of got off to a hot start right away with a big kickoff return um, by by Tommy, who put you guys up in pretty good field position right away. And you guys just – and then you had Murphy uh, returning the, the punts and kept giving you guys great field position – Talk about complimentary football, special teams, especially the return game was complimentary to you guys this past week. Well, Evan, I tell you, we work very, very hard at our special teams. Um, we're basically about 20 minutes each practice uh, working on specials. We have a meeting each week for special teams, actually a couple of them, one to kind of take a look at what we did this past week and try to correct some of the things that we did wrong. And then also one, uh, which is more or less a game planning, uh, a game plan install meeting on Tuesday night. Uh, or excuse me, Tuesday right before practice. Um, and these kids, I tell you, they they don't look at special teams like any anything less than uh, being a starter on the offense or the defense, and it really pays off, as you can see, with some big returns. Yeah, it looked like Murphy was uh, very close to breaking a couple of them on those on those punt returns as well. Um, brought up Tommy Novotny. Uh, first half, he. 116 yards, four touchdowns, 14 and a half yards per carry. He was definitely able to uh, be a big playmaker for you last week, as he has been most of the season. Touchdown Tommy, as uh, Joe uh, has got the habit of calling him. I believe he's up to nine touchdowns now in the season. He's a he's a special athlete. We knew it when he came in as a freshman. I think Joe was uh, probably a little angry with me uh, when I said to him that we were going to take Tommy up onto the varsity. Uh, Joe, being the freshman coach, you know, I had to convince him that it would be okay. And we don't take those moves lightly. You know, whenever we bring an athlete up that young. Uh, we involve the parents and we involve the athlete. We make sure that they're ready to go for that type of situation. And he certainly was. And, you know, he uh, he's a very mature young man. He takes uh, football seriously, practices hard. And, you know, the good news is our offensive line has been showing steadily uh, that they are getting better and better each week. And I think that uh, Tommy's going to benefit uh, from that as well as our other offensive players. Yeah, the offensive line, especially that left side of the line, uh, has been very – very good for you, uh, Jack Hart and Gabe Miller, especially off of that left side. It's got to be good knowing that if you need to pick up a uh, yard, just run behind those two, and you're going to you know, at least get four-plus yards pretty consistently that way. Absolutely. Uh, Evan, I've been in this game a long time, and I one of the things you learn after a while is that if you can't run the football, you're not going to go very far and you're certainly not going to go any far if you're fortunate enough to get in the postseason. So I'm glad that uh, our team uh, really has worked very hard at the running game. Our, you know, our coaches work very hard. Our athletes work very hard. We're developing some depth now in that offensive line and even in the backfield. Uh, we've got some young men that really run the ball hard. And uh, so, you know, that's a good situation for us, I think, going forward. Before we do jump to Menominee Falls, I want to ask you and talk to you quick about your quarterback, Peter McDevitt. I saw uh, your guys' social media um, 
tweeted out an article today that I, I read. Um, he was featured in the Catholic Herald um, and very good article. Sounds like, a, you know, not only a great young man, but a great leader and just great person to have around your football team. Peter is, he's an outstanding leader. He's an outstanding student. But one of the things that, that is huge for him in his life uh, is his faith. And it always has been. Uh, he's a young man who, you know, if he has the opportunity, uh, we have at Marquette High, we have a mass every morning uh, before school starts. And if he has an opportunity to, to uh, take in that mass, he will do so. Uh, he's there every Thursday at Thursday Liturgy. Uh, he's been very involved in our retreat program and, and just in his personal faith. Um, you know, uh, he feels that that is just something that is so, so important to him. And uh, it, it rubs off. It really does. It, it shows a great example for our other athletes as well uh, that it's not just about football. We like to pride ourselves um, and, and kind of our motto is winning through excellence and faith, family and football. And he really lives all of those things. Yeah, it uh, sounds like, a, like as I said, as I read it, this, you know, a great person to be around and can see why the team uh, tends to kind of rally around him as well. Um, very excellent quarterback, but, it's, you know, off the field, too, just sounds like a, a great young man. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And a great family. Um, he's the third in the line of quarterbacks. Uh, his two brothers started for us at quarterback. Uh, and his father was also a quarterback at Marquette High School back in the day. So it's a, it's a long line. His mother is a math teacher at Marquette High. So it's a great Marquette High family, and they've done a lot for our program. Yeah, so Brookfield, you guys came out focused, came out with intensity and some urgency. And, you know, some of the things you talk about uh, each and every week to your team, and you're able to just uh, – win that game 49 nothing this week though tough game coming up against Menominee Falls uh winner is gonna be tied for first place in the conference and Menominee Falls coming off a win against Germantown last week looked to be pretty dynamic offensively with quarterback uh Wilson Kirshner and then Joseph Cope their running back seemed to be a pretty big play offense yeah it's it's a big week it really is and it's a big game for us and and I all week, I've been trying to tell our, our boys to stay focused, you know, uh, be where your feet are, understand that Falls is our next opponent, but also understand that we really can't control what they do. So our focus this week has been on trying to get ourselves better and, and understanding that the opponent has to play us. We've got a lot of weapons. I tell you what, though, they do have a dynamic offense. You know, they've got one of the best running backs in the state. Uh, Kirstner, the quarterback, is a savvy quarterback who can hurt you in the pass game. He can hurt you in the run game. Uh, they have some really good receivers, and I think they've got a, a really up-and-coming uh, offensive line as well. Uh, um, and so I'm impressed with them. Uh, but you know what? I, we've got to go play them. They're the next ones on the schedule, and and uh, we've really our focus has been on getting better every day. Hey, you talked about the four areas you focus on, your confidence, execution, urgency, and resilience. Execution is going to be definitely one uh, you're going to have to – uh, your team's going to have to really be on top of this week because the back, we, as I mentioned, pretty big play back, averaging about 219 yards uh, per game on the ground. You guys have been really good against the run thus far. Um, just going to have to, the defense has done excellent, and I'm 
sure they're going to be up to the the challenge before them. Well, absolutely, and, I, and this is going to be one of those games that that's going to be won uh, through all three phases of the game. I don't think any one phase is going to win the game for us. I think all of all of our phases, offense, defense, special teams, really have to come ready to play and ready to make plays. Um, and we we talk about that all the time: making plays on defense, making plays on offense, making plays in the special teams. And we feel that we can do all three. We know it's going to be a tremendous challenge for us, but I think our boys are up to it. And uh, you know they're focused on on uh, you know winning this year. And in order to do that, you got to win the next game. And it's a big game because it's one of two games in the conference that could very well determine who's going to be the conference champion. Well, Coach, thank you so much for your time here. Uh, best of luck to you in this game, and uh, look forward to talking to you after, uh, hopefully, with another W. Well, I appreciate that, Evan. You take care. This is Hilltopper Football. When we come back, Alex Telez will get you ready for Menominee Falls and Marquette Hilltoppers for kickoff. This is Hilltopper Football and the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Losing sleep lately, the job, the house, the headlines, or investments? How about the feeling your investment partner isn't a partner at all? They might be operating in someone's best interest, but that someone isn't you. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. It's easy. Head to AnnexWealth.com, click the Get Started button. We work in your best interest as a fiduciary. That commitment runs so deep, we put it in writing. Does your advisor do that? Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Start at AnnexWealth.com. Hi, I'm Mike Jerkin, founder of Magic Productions. We're a sound video and lighting production company based here in Milwaukee. Our creative team will help you take your event to the next level. Magic has become a go-to option for concerts, fundraisers, and corporate events around Milwaukee and the country. As a proud Marquette High alum, I'm thrilled to have Magic Productions sponsor Marquette Hilltoppers Football. Learn more how we can bring creativity, passion, professionalism, and expertise to your next event. Please visit magicpro.com. That's M-A-J-I-C-P-R-O.com. This is the Marquette Hilltoppers football pregame show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back to the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers football pregame show and the award-winning 1017 The Truth. We have a phenomenal matchup for you tonight as the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers are on the road this Friday night at Menominee Falls High School to take on the Menominee Falls Phoenix for the fifth game of this season. Live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, I'm Alex Telez and I will be taking you through today's pregame show as we bring you some excellent high school football on this Friday night. Now it's time to take a look and dive into the Greater Metro Conference, starting with another battle tonight between two undefeated teams who are both 4-0 and this year and 2-0 and in conference, as Brookfield Central is on the road tonight to take on the defending conference champs, Sussex Hamilton. Brookfield Central has been a, an extremely dominant run team this year. They're averaging 287 rushing yards per game. And Sussex has been a very balanced team, averaging about 295 passing yards and 194 rushing yards per game. Hamilton is led by senior quarterback Tyler Hatcher, who has a total of 991 passing yards and 9 passing touchdowns this year. Now over to Brookfield East. They've started their season 0-4, and they're going to be at home to take on another 0-4 team this year, Germantown. Brookfield East is led by running back Max Matter and quarterback Joe Cheatham. Max currently has 
283 yards rushing and two rushing touchdowns this year. And then finally, it is a battle of West Allis as West Allis Hell is at home. They take on West Allis Central. Both teams have started this season 0-4. West Allis Hell is led by quarterback Quinn Ustruck, who has 585 passing yards and five touchdowns this season. And running back Owen Littell. Owen has 521 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns this season. This is the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers pregame show on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. I am Alex Lez, and when we come back, we will kick it out to the field with Evan Wittallison and Joe Damask live from Menominee Falls High School for the call of tonight's game. This has been your Marquette University High School Hilltoppers pregame show on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. The opening kickoff of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Capital Insurance Agency in Brookfield is an independent, local, family-owned insurance broker that has been helping families and small businesses for 47 years. Capital Insurance's long-term customers are proof of their commitment to building relationships that last and are just not a transaction. The team at Capital Insurance takes pride in protecting you, your family, and your business. Contact Joe Sladke, a Marquette High Class of 2009 graduate, as he and the staff at Capital Insurance are ready to assist you. Learn more at CapitalInsuranceWI.com. Breaking news, weather, entertainment, and sports. We have it all here. This is 1017 FM, 1510 AM, WGKB Waukesha, and W269DL Milwaukee, a locally owned Good Karma brand station. Live from under the lights and on the field, Marquette University High School football happens right here on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Hilltoppers football is presented by Gruber Law Offices and sponsored by Capital Insurance Agency, Magic Productions, Annex Wealth Management, C.G. Schmidt, Left's Lucky Town, Liberty Engineering, and Marquette University High School. Now, live from the field, here is Evan Wittalison and Joe Damask. <laughs> High School for Hilltopper Football taking on the Phoenix of Menominee Falls. Opening kickoff is underway. Got started a little bit early here tonight. And Eric Schmidt, no surprise to anybody, kicked it through the end zone. And Menominee Falls will be starting with the football at the 20-yard line. They're coming out with two, re- uh, one receiver each direction in the shotgun set. Quarterback is Kirshner, takes the snap, gives the handoff to the running back, cuts back to his right after getting nowhere, and he gets tackled for a loss, but we have a face mask penalty coming up. Coke gets lost, but we got a face mask. We're going to see what that flag is really quick. Likely be a five-yard face mask. Face mask, mark so it'll be five yards from the original line of scrimmage. And it's going to bring up first and five from the 25-yard line. Good evening, Evan. Uh, great Sorry night out here for football. No, I know. We kind of got <laughs> rushed right in, but um, uh, great night for football. Let's see what uh, Marquette's got going tonight. No receivers out to the right, two receivers to the left for the Phoenix. Takes the snap, gets it to the running back, and he has to cut it outside. Nowhere to go up the middle. He has a big lane, gets out tackled. Just beyond the 40-yard line, it's going to be to the 42-yard line, first and 10 for Menominee Falls. Gain of about 12 by by Coke. Menominee Falls coming out with a, a reach play to their right. 
Uh, Marquette lost contain there on their left edge, allowing the uh, Cook, the uh, all-star running back for Mountie Falls to get the edge. Yeah, he comes into tonight with 879 yards, averaging 219 yards a game. Going to spread it out, two receivers each direction here for the Phoenix. Sends a man in motion to get him up more wide to the left. Kirshner gets the snap, fumbles it, looks to uh, run with it. And he can run, and he gets a big run past midfield, ran out of bounds at about the 42-yard line. And it's going to be another, oh, we have a penalty flag down. Going to be a hold on the Phoenix. Quarterback there uh, getting the ball on the edge. Again, they're attacking that right side of their offense. That time, Wilson Kirchner. The uh, quarterback for Menominee Falls able to get to the edge and scramble, not without the help of a hold, though. Yeah, Cole Fisher uh, unable to secure that edge there, and he found it and got the big game. But it is coming back. It's going to be a first and see where they spot the ball after walking it off. It's going to be first down from the 34-yard line. Marquette coming out in their uh, basic package, three-man front here. Same formation as before. Sends the receiver in motion to the sideline. Takes the snap. Looks to throw. Throws it. And it's broken up. Great play by Knacker. Knocks it away. It's going to be second and long. Yeah, great play by Josh Knacker. He returned to the lineup last week playing that outside linebacker or overhang position uh, on Marquette's right side. Uh, dropped out into the flat, was able to knock the ball away at the last second. And great scene, number 95, Tate Kowalik back out there at the nose tackle for the Hilltoppers. He's been out the last couple weeks with a knee injury, and it's great to see him back out there. Menominee Falls breaks the huddle, sending two receivers out each direction. Scott Hawkins, 13, is the one that's the big play threat, 26 and a half yards per catch. Takes the snap, fakes the handoff, looks to throw. And it's knocked in the air by Roeder after Nigro got in his face, and it's going to be third and long. Great job there by uh, defensive coordinator James Becker calling a blitz there off the edge uh, with Mitchell Nigro. Got his hands up in the air. Uh, didn't deflect the pass, but got enough uh, in the way of the quarterback that he had to lob it long Roeder to tip it. Almost intercepted there. It's going to be third and 18. We have 10.57 to go here in the first quarter. Not many falls, taking a lot of time in the huddle. They come out, sending three, two receivers each direction once again. Holst left in the slot to the left. Kershner takes the snap, looks to throw under pressure, tries the middle screen. It's caught, and he's got room to run, and he quickly gets tied up. Great contain, great flow to the football there by the defense. The screen was set up nicely. Their linemen were in position, but clearly Marquette had scouted that one out. Uh, we had the uh, free safety come up, Murphy Monreal, and make a big stop, uh, holding them not even to the original line of scrimmage there. It'll be fourth and about 12. Be fourth and 12. They're into punt. Monreal back deep to rec- uh, receive this punt. Punt is Eli Elm going back to uh, punt it. The snap is off. The kick is away. Almost blocked, and it's a low punt. Might have even been tipped the way it didn't get any air whatsoever, and it's going to be Hilltopper football at about the 43-yard line, and yeah, it looked like he might have got a hand on it. Yeah, number 28, John Ingram. He's a senior here out of uh, Carmen Middle School in Milwaukee, a, a big special teams player uh, and defensive back, able to come off the edge. 
either got a piece of it or, or frustrated the kicker enough to uh, to shank that punt. But uh, bad punt by Menominee Falls giving Marquette good field position to start this drive. Hilltoppers with two receivers to the left, one to the right. Russell out wide to the left, and Roby Brown in the slot sends in motion, fakes the handoff to Novotny, looks to throw, has a big step with Russell, and it's going to be incomplete. And Russell kind of acted as a defender there, too, as Anderson almost uh, had a chance at that one. Yeah, Jerry's out now on on Cam Russell. They uh, were giving him double coverage there as he was working the left side of the field. Uh, too dangerous of a player to just go one-on-one with him. They're gonna see, He's going to see double coverage all night. Same formation as before. Roby Brown in the slot to the left. Thought Halfman to the right. Gets it to Novotny up the middle. He's got a lane and fights his way to about midfield. And it's going to be third and short here for the Hilltoppers. Bread and butter there for Marquette. Just a zone play running to the left. Tommy Novotny cuts back to the right for a gain of about six. Quick back to the line of scrimmage. Same formation. Novotny to the right of McDevitt. McDevitt claps the hands, gets the ball, fakes the handoff, throws it to Hoffman on the slant, and he catches it and gets inside the 40-yard line. They're going to give him the 37-yard line. Looked like he uh, double-caught that one. Yeah, he made the play, though, on that route. It was a very crisply run route there, gain of about eight. Same formation, Novotny to the left of McDevitt this time. McDevitt claps the hands, gets the snap, gives it to Novotny to the right, doesn't really have anywhere to go, and he's going to lose about two before being driven back. Yeah, Mark, progress stopped after a two-yard loss. Marquette tried some misdirection there, taking Jude Ballinger, the tight end, putting him in motion to the left, and then trying to come back with the run to the right. Menominee Falls was not fooled that time. McDevitt claps the hands, gets the ball, rolls to his left, looks to throw. He's going to tuck it and run, gets to the 30 and gets brought down. Just short of the 30-yard line, it's going to be a third and short here. Going to be about. Oh. Yep, they move the chain, uh, the the box, and it's going to be about a third and three here at the 39-yard line. Sorry, correction, 31-yard line. Takes a snap because Novotny up the middle. He fights his way. It's going to be close. Depends on the spot, but the officials look like they're lining up right at the first down marker, and it should be first and 10, Hilltoppers. Big push by that Marquette offensive line, uh, captained by uh, senior Jack Hart, junior Gabe Miller, also center Matthew Fessler, right guard Andrew Reichland, and right tackle Charlie Ingrisano. They're going to say he was about a yard short, be fourth and one at the 28-yard line. McDevitt claps his hands. Takes the snap, gives it to Novotny up the middle, and he gets the first down. That's up 10, 5, touchdown, Tommy Novotny. 28-yard touchdown run puts the Hilltoppers on the board. 6 to nothing with 7.46 to play. Yeah, touchdown, Tommy. Picking up right where he left off in the first half last week against uh, Brookfield East. Uh, Menominee falls at eight guys in the box ready to stop the short run. Marquette, they're thinking going for the first down. Uh, Tommy able to get through that first line of defenders, and once he got past them, there was nobody left to tackle him. Touchdown, Marquette. Eric Schmidt in for the extra point. Sent the opening kickoff through the end zone for the touchback. The hold is down. The kick is away, and it is good. It is 7-0 Hilltoppers here with 7.46 here to go in the first quarter. 
Thank you to Gruber Law Offices for being the presenting sponsor of high school sports on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Gruber Law Offices has been serving our community for over 35 years, and they are proud to be part of the city of Milwaukee. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call the winning team at Gruber Law Offices, and they will take care of you. They are here to help you 24-7 and have been serving Wisconsin for over 35 years. Make one call, that's all, at 414-276-6666 or visit gruber-law.com. Tonight's broadcast booth is sponsored by C.G. Schmidt, a proud Marquette University High School supporter. C.G. Schmidt is your trusted building partner for over 100 years. Learn more at cgschmidt.com. Eric Schmidt in to kick off for the second time here tonight. 7.46 here to go in the first quarter, and it's 7-0 Hilltopper. Schmidt kicks it deep, and it's going to be another touchback going through the end zone. And look out camera equipment over to the right. He uh, might take you out tonight. I had the chance to talk to uh, Eric Schmidt this week. Uh, at school and and talking to him I I wanted to talk some football so did he but more about his younger brother he's got a younger brother who's um, an eighth grader in the Marquette Junior Hilltoppers program playing wide receiver and asked him hey can he kick for next year when he comes up and he said I'm still teaching him coach (laughs) so uh, another one on the way two receivers each each direction here for the Phoenix Kirshner at quarterback Coke in the to the right, left of Kirshner sends a man in motion to the slot here. Takes a snap, looks to throw under pressure, gets away from one, fumbles the football, and he gets back the ball. Cole Fisher there to get credit for the sack. You had mentioned Tate Kowalik earlier. It's great to have him back. He's been out the last well since the Arrowhead game in Week One, and uh, great to have him back. He's out there along with Luke Fisher and Silent G. Pelly Orabani on that uh, defensive line, and Luke. Uh, Fugman is uh, somebody we're going to see probably still quite a bit tonight. Played extremely well in the place of Kowalik. Two receivers to the right. No receivers out wide to the left. Shotgun formation. Kirshner takes the snap, gives it to the back, goes up the middle, and nowhere to go. Going to give him no gain, maybe a yard, and it's going to be third and no gain. going to be third and ten. Yes, hit right there at the line of scrimmage by Cole Fisher. The left end for Marquette. Uh, his buddies showed up to help gang tackle. That's what you stress when, when you're coaching on the defensive side of the ball is that gang tackling, you know, getting as many guys to the party as you can get. And there Marquette did a great job of that. Kirshner going all the way to the sidelines to get the play from the uh, offensive coordinator for the Phoenix. The Phoenix break the huddle. A lot slower pace than we see here with the Hilltoppers. One receiver each way, going to be double tight as well. Kirshner takes the snap, looks to throw, has to step up in the pocket because he's under pressure, and he gets brought down after a gain of maybe three or four. It's going to bring up fourth down and likely another punt. Marquette brought in their nickel package there, bringing uh, in Malik Lee, their, uh, their fifth defensive back in that nickel package, and nowhere to throw for the Menominee Falls team. They, uh, he had to tuck it and run and didn't get very far. Monreal back deep for the Hilltoppers as he normally is. Eli Elm into punt. Last one was possibly deflected at the line of scrimmage. Three guys protecting the punter this time. No gunners out there. Takes a snap. The kick is away. And it's going to... 
50, fielded on the bounce by Monrio. He's going to go to his right, gets to the 50, breaks the, the field to the 45, to the 40, gets to the 30, gets to the 20, gets to the 10, touchdown, Monrio. Big punt return. About a 54-yard punt return for touchdown to make it 13-0 Hilltoppers. No flags on the field. Great job there, Murph. Monrio, we had talked pregame, uh, Evan, and in your interview with Coach Glastinsky this week about the importance of special teams and uh, how Marquette spends you know 20 minutes or so each practice practicing special teams. Sure paid off there. Murph Monreal almost broke a few last week. Uh, there he finally did it, got through, took that punter on the right edge for a touchdown for about a 60-yard uh, score. Give me PJ. Is, is PJ there? Give me PJ. They're missing uh, somebody out there for the PAT team. Oh, they got the, the kicking ball. And Great blocking still... there on the edge, too, by, by uh, the punt return team there, Evan. Yep. Definitely a great job by the entire punt return team there. Schmidt in for the extra point. McDavid in for the hold. The snap is down. The kick is up, and it is good. It's 14-0 Hilltoppers at 523 to go here in the first quarter. We will see what happens when the Hilltoppers kick off. When we come back, this is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. The age of reason took place over 200 years ago. It was a time of amazing scientific and philosophical progress all over the world. Truth, reason, and tolerance thrived and even shaped the Constitution of the United States of America, the foundation of our democracy. But now those building blocks of America of democracy are under attack. In just two decades, big tech social media billionaires have allowed their platforms to roll back truth, facts, and tolerance, and fill the screens in our homes and in our pockets with lies and hate. Online disinformation and hate affect everything, everyone, everywhere. It splits us apart, hurts our children, polarizes our societies, and is literally leading to violence and terror in our communities. Lies and hate everywhere are a threat to all people anywhere. Be a part of the change. Help defend the future of our democracy. Go to counterhate.com to learn more. This is Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Now live from the broadcast booth, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask. We're back here in the C.G. Schmidt broadcast booth, and Eric Schmidt continuing the attack on the camera equipment behind the end zone as he almost hit it once again. It's 14 nothing with 5.23 here to play here in the first quarter, and the Phoenix taking over the football here once again. So far, they've had to punt twice. We'll see if we can uh, make it a hat trick to start this game. Two receivers to the right. Tight end in the H-back formation. Shotgun formation. Kirshner gives it to the back. And he gets maybe a yard before being brought down. Nice job by the Hilltoppers defensive line. Yeah, and so far Marquette's done a great job handling uh, Joseph Koch, the running back for Menominee Falls. Hasn't seen much. They have uh, gotten some success trying to attack the edge. Nothing, however, up the middle right now. Let's see if Falls goes back to, uh, to coming off the edge. Second and nine, 455 and counting here. 14 nothing Hilltoppers. Two receivers each way, shotgun formation. Coke to the left of Kirshner. 
Kirshner sends a man in motion. Gets him set, takes a snap, looks to throw, has a man, it's caught, and tries to make a man miss, but he gets tackled. Enough for the first down, but doesn't get too much more. That was Scott Hawkins, one of the big play receiver for the Phoenix. Yeah, Hawkins just running about a five-yard hitch. Uh, nice tackle there made by P.J. O'Brien, one of the stars of last week. Had the interception return for a touchdown against Brookfield East. Here, not much you can do uh, with those five-yard hitches. If they're going to beat you moving down the field uh, with five-yard hitches, uh, it will make it a tough night for them. But the nice thing was it was a quick tackle for the uh, defensive back there. One receiver each direction. Pistol formation, a back right in front of Kirshner, takes a snap, gives it to Coke, and he gets about three yards before being brought down. Gave him an H back to try to give him some extra blocking, and didn't help yet that time. It's going to be second and seven from the 35. Yeah, Menominee Falls brought in uh, Colton Miller, uh, who's a, sort of a hybrid tight end, uh, fullback type to, to be a lead blocker, and it wasn't any more effective than not having him in there, so he's off the field already going to be second and seven from the 35 yard line very slow out of the huddle Menominee Falls trying to slow down the pace that the Hilltoppers play going to be spread formation two receivers each direction sends a man in motion moving into the slot Kirshner takes the snap looks to throw has time throws it and it's going to be caught and it goes out of bounds at about the 40 we're going to the 50 yard line it's going to be first and 10 Menominee Falls Phoenix uh, Quinton Pfeiffer, the wide receiver, six foot one, 165 pounds from Menominee Falls, ran a nice out pattern there. Uh, credit there has got to go to the Menominee Falls offensive line. The defensive line of Marquette's been giving them fits on pass protection all day. Uh, that time they were able to set up nicely. There was no pressure. That allows quarterback time to throw. That's why that play was completed. Colton Miller checking back into the game for the, the Phoenix. Two receivers out wide to the left. Miller going to be caught for the false start correction. That was Hoslaff caught for the false start, trying to get started a little bit early. Move it back five yards. It's going to be first and 15 back to the 40-yard line. It's always a worry of coaches when they're bringing in, you know, a sub or a second string, somebody off the bench. You get them prepared, but when you're under the lights, you see, you know, all the the uh, the pressure, all the excitement of a Friday night to see, you know, number eight come in there and jump off sides is not uncommon. Got Hawkins and Pfeiffer out wide each side. Coke to the right of the quarterback, takes a snap, gives it to Coke. He goes there, right, finds a hole, and gets the original line of scrimmage, plus two. Going to be second down and about seven yards eight yards for the uh phoenix you can see what all the talks about with this kid uh running the ball coke for uh, menominee falls just explosive when he when he had an open hole there he hits it uh, as quick as you can see in this conference and uh, uh maybe the only other person uh quicker than him is, is playing for marquette right now and he explosive uh catching the ball too came in with two catches for 75 yards and a touchdown pistol formation Kirshner sends a man in motion, takes a snap, gives it to Coke, and he goes out wide to his right trying to find the lane, and he's going to get brought down at about the 49-yard line, going to give him a couple yards. It's going to be third and about six. Textbook play there by uh, Josh Knacker uh, out of St. Dominic's in Brookfield there. Uh, the key to holding the edge against uh, with this Marquette defense is those overhangs, those outside linebackers setting the edge. He did a great job there. Turned Coke in to the rest of his teammates who were able to pursue, make a nice play. 
The Phoenix break the huddle. Two receivers each direction in the slot. Host left in the slot to the left. Kershner takes a snap, looks to throw to his left, and he gets deflected. Oh, almost intercepted. Got knocked in the air and then dropped by the safety. That would have been a pick six more than likely. Yeah, almost intercepted twice there, tipped by the outside linebacker, right through the hands of Tomlinson, the strong safety, uh, you know, smacking his helmet, stomping his feet. But it was a quick reaction play off the tip. Not much you can do, but uh, great play there by the linebacker just to get his hand on the ball. It brings up fourth down and about six. The offense It's going to be the punting team out there. Took a long time in the huddle, so I couldn't tell who was in there or not. Monrio back deep, keeping the punting team tight. Marquette looking like they're going to send. The snap is away. The kick is off. It's a left-footed punter, and it goes off to his left, and it's going to bounce. Take a hilltopper bounce. And it's going to be Hilltopper football at about the 30 or 31-yard line, depending on where the official spots it. And it's going to be the 31-yard line where the Hilltoppers take over. Yeah, nice roll there for Marquette. After the roll, it ended up being about a 22-yard about a punt or so. So nice break there for Marquette. They'll get the ball right around the 29-yard uh, line, uh, coming to our left there to start their next offensive series. The Hilltoppers offense comes back out, going to be quick to the football as they normally are. Matthew Fessler gets to the center position in the football. Shotgun formation. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. McDevitt to the left of, I'm sorry, Novotny to the left of McDevitt. Takes a snap, pitches it to Novotny, finds a hole up the middle, gets to the 45, 35, 40, 50, 40, 30, 20. Novotny is gone. Touchdown, Hill. Topper, 70-yard touchdown run to make it 20 to nothing. Tommy not taking any time there. Uh, he takes a pitch off the left side, uh, cuts it up right off the inside uh, of his tight end. That's forcing out the overhang uh, from Menominee Falls. Cuts it up, and it's off to the races, and there's nobody that's going to catch Tommy. Touchdown, Marquette. 70 or 71-yard touchdown run there. The scoreboard says the 29. I had him at the 30. Either way, a big touchdown run by Touchdown Tommy. Sorry for stealing your uh, your oh, line no. there. Oh, <laughs> no. I have a feeling there's going to be quite a few more of those this year, but that's definitely his longest run of the year. Schmidt in for the extra point. The hold is down. The kick is away, and it is good to make it 21 to nothing. Hilltoppers with 125 here to go in the first quarter. We're going to leave it here. And just want to get your thought on that pitch play set up perfectly by the blockers, and Novotny did a great job finding that lane. Yeah, Jude Ballinger there was the key to that play. The line, especially that left tackle there, Jack Hart is able to take that left reach step, hook that defensive end for Menominee Falls, and Ballinger kicks out uh, the outside linebacker. Uh, just like you draw it up in practice. And um, great cut by time. He has great vision whenever he's out on the field. That's what makes him a great runner in this zone system. Uh, but uh, he, I always coach our running backs, you know, run with your eyes first. And uh, Tommy's got that at a young age, and uh, he's got the wheels to go with it. So uh, glad we have two more years of this guy <laughs> after this year. Schmidt in to kick off from the right hash at the 40-yard line. A couple guys back deep for Menominee Falls, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a touchback anyway. Beeks and Chesowicz back deep for the Phoenix. Schmidt runs up to the ball, gets the kick. It's a high kick into the end zone, and it's going to be another touchback, and it's going to be first and 10 
Phoenix at the 20-yard line. Marquette again uh, looking strong tonight. Again, we talked about the all the phases of the game. Uh, the challenge that uh, that Marquette defense has with three straight shutouts coming into this game, uh, outscoring their opponents 123 to zero the last three contests. So uh, they're up for this challenge as well tonight. Off to a great start. We're a minute 25 away from 13 straight quarters without allowing a point for the Hilltoppers. Two receivers out to the left. Kirshner gives it to the back, and Cole nowhere to go. Cole Fisher says nope. You ain't running by me this time, and it's going to be, going to maybe be a yard, about a half a yard, be second and nine. Yeah, Cole Fisher's having his way with um, Joe Sadowski, number 72, the right tackle for um, Menominee Falls. He's been playing that left end position. They've tried to run at him a few times, and he's been up for the challenge. He's just stuffed Cook at the line every time. Nicole Fisher Jr., 6'3", 242. 16 tackles coming into tonight's game. Two for loss, courtesy of Wiz Sports. Marquette, 8th ranked in the state currently in Division One. One receiver out each direction. Sends a man in motion. That's Pfeiffer. Goes up to the line of scrimmage. Takes a snap. Looks to throw. Has time. And under pressure. That now balls away. And it's incomplete. And it's going to be second and eight with 29 seconds to go. Nice coverage there by uh, P.J. O'Brien. He had the pick six last week. I, I saw his older brother after the game and had a chance. He plays football for Ave Maria down in Florida, uh, having graduated from Marquette High about four years ago. Uh, so that's a, a, a program down there that's up and coming. And uh, his older brother Shane's a big part of that program and their resurgence. Uh, in their defensive backfield. And I know he listens when he's down there in Florida, so uh, hopefully he's listening tonight. We have two receivers out to the left, one to the right. Coke to the uh, right of Kirshner. Kirshner takes the snap, looks to throw under pressure, throws it, and it's in. Oh, almost intercepted once again. Uh, so close to be intercepted by Malik Lee. I hope, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not the one that jinxed him, Evan. Before the game, I saw him down on the field, and then he had an interception uh, last week, and I said, hey, you going to give me another one tonight? And he said, you bet, Coach. Just have him throw it my way. That would have been pick six. It would have been 27 nothing if he would have had it. But instead, we're going to get a punt by Elm kicking it to Monreal, and he's got one punt return for touchdown already, standing about the same spot he took it in the last time. We're on a 55, 56-yard return. The snap, the kick is away, booming punt, yelling poison to get away from it, and it's going to take a Phoenix bounce inside the feet inside the Hilltopper 35-yard line, and it's going to be first and ten with nine seconds to go, likely the last play of the first quarter. Twenty-one nothing, Hilltoppers. Yeah, that ball came off of the punter for falls kind of crazy. It had sort of a spinning in two directions, end over end and side to side, and Monreal didn't want really any part of returning that, and I, I don't blame him. you got to catch it first, and that would have been a really tough ball to field, unfortunately. This time, uh, the ball bounced for Menominee Falls. They got about an extra 12 on that hop. Yeah, it's a left-footed kicker for Menominee Falls. Elm uh, going to be one-on-one -on -one coverage on Cam Russell out to the left. Two receivers out to the left. McDevitt claps his hands, takes a snap. Fumble to exchange, and McDevitt gets on it quickly, and it's going to be second and about 12, and that will bring us to the end of the first quarter. After one quarter of play, it's Hilltoppers 21, 
Phoenix nothing. We'll be back in 30 seconds to bring you the second quarter of Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. Right now, more than 100,000 children waiting in foster care need our help. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is focused on finding them safe, permanent homes. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. Every day, market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Nothing like Friday Night Lights on the Gridiron. You are listening to Marquette Hilltoppers Football, presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Live from the broadcast booth, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask. First play of the second quarter, and it was a big run from Tommy Devotny as he crosses midfield. It's going to be first, uh, going to give him the 49-yard line correction. It's going to be first and 10 Hilltoppers. Quick to the line of scrimmage, two receivers to the left, one to the right. McDevitt claps his hands, takes a snap, looks to throw, has time, plenty of time, throws it deep for Russell, and it overthrows him. Good one-on-one coverage by the defender there, but overthrew him just a little bit. Sometimes the benefit of um, throwing a pass like that, just a, a fly pattern down the sideline, isn't whether or not you complete it. It's just keeping the defense honest so they're not putting you know eight guys in the box to stop Novotny here. Uh, they still had double coverage on Cam Russell, uh, overthrown, but uh, they know it's coming again. McDevitt claps the hands, gets the football, gives it to Novotny, fakes the handoff to Novotny, scrambles to his right, under pressure, tucks it and runs, gets across midfield and brought down at about the 41-yard line. It's going to be third and about one. Novot- I mean, uh, McDevitt under quick pressure there but is able to scramble and get some positive yards. Yeah, great play there by McDevitt. Uh, here's the next play. Three receivers out to the left, takes a snap, gives it to Novotny, and Novotny finds a hole, explodes through it, gets to about the 32-yard line. It's going to be first and 10. Hilltoppers at the 11-minute mark here in the se- second quarter. Yeah, that line's doing a fantastic job tonight, opening up uh, lanes for these running backs that you could drive a golf cart through. That was an uh, amazing job there by the left-side duo of of Hart and Miller, they're opening up that zone left. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. McDevitt takes the snap, takes the handoff, throws it to Russell with the catch, breaks a couple tackles, breaks another one, he's gone! And we have a flag down. We're going to see what the flag is, but a nice run by Russell. No matter what, he bounced off two guys and brought it 32 yards in for the score. But like I said, we do have a flag down. It's being discussed. And it's going to be an eligible receiver downfield and back it up five yards. And let's do it again. Yeah, that's a shame. It was about it was about a five-yard slant that they threw uh, to, uh, oh, I'd say about the 25-yard line. 
and uh, he was able to take the ball, bounced off of two defenders, the first two that hit him, and basically ran over the free safety on his way to the end zone. Uh, Cam Russell is you know, known for his speed here, but there he showed some of the uh, strength and the run-after-catch abilities that he has. I'm curious on who was downfield because that ball did get out there very quickly. I wonder if... Somebody uh, wasn't covered at the end of the line of scrimmage or something. That's the only thing I can figure. Be first and 15. Uh, Dorley in at running back to the left of McDevitt. Two receivers each direction. Sends a man in motion. Takes a snap. Pitches it to Roby Brown. He's got the corner. Gets some yards and gets to about the 28-29 yard line before being tackled. Great run by Roby Brown. Yeah, PRB there gets the first touch of the night, just running a jet sweep around the left end, uh, close to breaking it. If he would have cut it up a little bit sooner, he might have been able to uh, get some more yardage. Novotny checks back into the game to the left of McDevitt. Two receivers right, one to the left. Takes the snap, gives, fakes the handoff, throws it to Russo. It's caught, and he gets tackled immediately, and we have a flag down again. This was uh, the same, pretty much exactly the same play that they ran uh, two plays ago, the one that was called back. Uh, calling the same thing. They're calling the same illegal man downfield. The only thing I can think of is sometimes when you have the run play option there with the quarterback, um, he's making an audible to make the throw, and the linemen are thinking run and are unaware of that audible. So they're they're coming across the ball, firing out downfield to block the zone, and the quarterback has already tapped his helmet or made some sort of um, audible with his receivers to turn it into a slant. And we're going to back it up five yards. It's going to be second down once again. Uh, it's going to be second and about 12. Two receivers each direction. You have Russell in the slot to the left. Novotny slightly behind McDevitt to his left. McDevitt takes a snap, looks to throw, has time, plenty of time, throws it deep down the field, and it's going to be intercepted in the end zone. It's going to be taken out by Elm, and he's going to get tackled at the, about the 15-yard line. Threw it a little too far outside of Hoffman. Yeah, McDevitt there looking for Hoffman. Uh, he was running a post pattern into the end zone, uh, sort of where the two safeties merged, right? But splitting the two safeties, unfortunately, both converged on the ball uh, and were able to come up with the interception. So it's going to be first and 10 Phoenix at about the 14-yard line. 9.37 to go here in the second quarter. 21-0 Hilltoppers. Pistol formation. Cook directly behind Kirshner. Two receivers out to the right, one to the left. Threaten Marquette starts out in their 3-4 defense at their linebackers. At outside backer, they have Mitchell Nigro and Josh Knacker. In the middle, they have Nate Schramm and senior captain Bryce Roeder. The ready-for-play whistle comes in, sends a man in motion, takes the snap, gives it to Coke up the middle, and he finds a little bit of running room, gets about five yards before, we're going to give him four yards before being brought down. It's going to be second and six from the 20. Roeder there on the tackle, just mentioned his name. But uh, Bryce Roeder here has got uh, 20 tackles already on the season, three tackles for loss and, and two sacks. So he's active both on run plays, pass plays, uh, and again, as we mentioned, he's a senior captain and a great leader of this defense. Correction was a gain of six. It's going to be second and four with nine minutes left to go here in the second quarter. Going to have twins each direction here, two receivers each way. Back to the right of Kirshner. Kirshner takes the snap, looks to throw, going to go for a home. Why are 
and it's incomplete. Looked like he was going to go for the home run, went for the check down instead, and it went through the receiver's hands. Corey Johnson, the intended receiver. Yeah, Marquette had both um, corner O'Brien and, and safety Monreal going with the deep man, so uh, left that flat open. Uh, quarterback was not able to hit uh, Coke out in the flat there on that one. Defensive backs for Marquette. Cornerback Nick Womack, P.J. O'Brien, and safeties Murphy Monreal, and number 15 Ryan Tomlinson. Two receivers each direction. Sends a man in motion. Kirstner waits till he gets set again. And we have a flag. And uh, it's going to be on the Phoenix. And it's going to be false start on, on the play. And it's going to back it up five yards to make it third and nine. Menominee Falls here comes out uh, with their offensive line of number 70, Nino Bayer. Guard Isaiah Wade, center Steven Scott, guard Cooper O'Melian, and tackle Joe Sadowski. Same formation as before, two out wide to the right. That is Pfeiffer and Hawkins, and two to the left, and the man in motion. Johnson in the slot, takes the snap, looks to throw under pressure, has to scramble. Nigro misses the tackle, but to finish the job is... Bro uh, Bryce Roeder gets the tackle to bring yeah. up fourth down. Yeah, that was Roeder again. There was some pressure um, off the back side there from uh, Schramm. Uh, scramble out into the left flat. Missed tackle, which is unusual for Mitchell Nigro. Uh, but uh, Roeder came over from his middle linebacker spot to clean up the mess. Helm into punt once again here for the, for the Phoenix. Monreal back deep at about the 40 five-yard line. The kick is away and he's going to catch it on the fly. He muffs it, picks it up at the 50, goes back to his left, comes back to his right, trying to find running lane, unable to. It's going to be first and 10 in Phoenix territory, about the 47, 48-yard line. Yeah, Marquette had a nice wall set up a, on a return right along the right sideline, but unfortunately, you know, when you muff a punt, even though it was recovered quickly by Monreal, that sort of screws up the timing of your uh, blocking on the uh, punt return unit and, and there he sort of just left on his own to sort of scramble and get what he could. It's going to be first and ten Hilltoppers. We have Roby Brown and Cam Russell out to the left. Thad Hoffman to the right and Novotny to the right of McDevitt. Yeah, they need yes, no, McDevitt sends a man in motion, takes the snap, gives it to Novotny up the middle and he's got a small hole and fights through to get to about the 40... Six-yard line, gain of three, brings up second and seven. Good block on that play by number 80, junior tight end Will Grellinger. Good to have him back. I know he had missed last week uh, with an injury. Thankfully, it was minor, and he's back on the field tonight. Three, three receivers out wide to the left, takes the snap, pitches it to Novotny again. Novotny cuts the corner, gets to the 40, gets to the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown Novotny. 46-yard run, but we do have a flag on the play. It's going to be a hold on the Hilltoppers. I don't even think we need to uh, hold on that play. I didn't see it, but certainly no need for it. Uh, Menominee Falls took a gamble. They blitzed their middle linebacker uh, through the uh, A-gap, and uh, he was able to uh, get outside of him on the toss. Uh, basically blitzed himself out of the play, leaving the left side wide open. Uh, I didn't see the hold, but you certainly didn't need it on that play. It yeah. takes back what would have been about a 50-yard touchdown. 
The Hilltoppers tra fans travel well. The bleachers on the far side across from us, full. Not really many empty seats over there at all. Great crowd here tonight. Menominee Falls has a, a lot of fans here as well. We were going to be out in the, the middle of the Menominee Falls fans to start off with, but we're here in the coach's box. Thankfully, they're letting us join them again. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. McDevitt claps the hands. A little early on that one. Sends a man in motion, takes a snap, looks to throw under pressure, trying to get away from the pressure, and he's going to be sacked for a big loss. I'm usually pretty good at the timing of the clap, but not that time. Yeah, heavy pressure there by Menominee Falls. Uh, they got pressure from the left side. Uh, unfortunately, McDevitt couldn't scramble out of that one. Uh, tucked the ball away and just uh, took the loss there for about 10-yard loss. It's going to be third and 24 at the 37-yard line of the Hilltoppers. Going to have two receivers out left, one to the right. This is the time you got to maybe just look for Cam Russell. Takes a snap, get, takes the handoff, looks, throws it deep. And overthrew Roby Brown. Hat Roby Brown open, but overthrew him. Yeah, they had him wide open on that wheel route down uh, the left sideline. Uh, they ran the receiver on that side. I think it was Hoffman on the post. They ran that wheel, post wheel route right behind it. And uh, just unfortunately couldn't connect with PRB uh, up that left sideline. First time tonight, Eric Schmidt is in to punt on this fourth and 24 at the 37-yard line. Maybe the first time since week one. Chesowitz back deep for the Hilltoppers. I mean, for the Phoenix. Schmidt in to kick for the Hilltoppers. The snap is away. The kick is up, and it's a high kick and a bounce at about the 30 and take a Hilltopper bounce inside the 30 and be downed at the 37-yard 30, uh, line they're going to give them. Down there by number 23, senior uh, Joey Spano out of St. Mary's in Elm Grove. Spano is a key special team member on the on the kickoff team, on the punt team. They're uh, first down the field, him and uh, Malik Lee able to grab the ball on the hop. Correction, the 26-yard line they're going to give them. My math is a little off tonight. <laughs> We're going to have two receivers to the... To the left, no, uh, one receiver out wide to the right. Pistol formation, Cook directly behind Kirshner. Kirshner takes the snap, gives it to Cook, and he fights for about two, about four, about three yards before being brought down by a host of Hilltoppers. Yeah, give that kid credit. He's he's fighting hard. He's running hard every time he gets the ball. Uh, there, he's not giving up. Uh, Marquette continues to hold him to short yardage between the tackles, but he's running hard every time he touches the ball. Cook, 5'11", 172-pound senior. Two receivers each direction, back to a shotgun formation. Cook to the right of Kirshner. Kirshner takes the snap, looks to throw, has time under pressure now. Tate misses the pressure, and it's intercepted by Monrio. Great read on the football, and he gets it to the 40-yard line. First and 10, Hilltoppers after the interception. And slightly thrown, underthrown, I should say, by Wilson Kirchner for Menominee Falls, but Monreal had that played perfectly uh, from his free safety position. He was behind the wide receiver when the ball was in the air. He then played the ball, able to step in front of him and make the interception, return it for about 10 yards. Kowalik gets some uh, credit there as well. Didn't get the sack, but disrupted the throw enough to make the bad throw. Going to have two receivers each direction here for the Hilltoppers. 
Novotny to the right of McDevitt. McDevitt sends a man in motion, takes a snap, throws it to the flat to Roby Brown, gets to the 35, gets to the 30, 25, ran out of bounds at about, they're going to say he stepped out at the 20. I am confused on what's going on right here. There's a flag on the field. Oh, it's going to be a hold on uh, Hoffman, it looks like. Yeah, Hoffman was downfield about 10 yards blocking. Uh, that's a questionable call. Uh, it, Hoffman's out there. He's blocking for an extended period of time, four or five seconds, um, out on the edge. And uh, I, I think it was a very questionable call there uh, on that hold. It's going to be 10 yards from the spot. Going to replay first down. So there's still going to be pretty decent field position here for the Hilltoppers. I was watching that play. Right was, back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, I was, I was watching Hoffman there uh, on that block the whole time. So, I, again, I, I just don't see where that hole came from. Well, they're going to have a gain of two on that one after the hole. Takes a snap, pitches it to Novotny. Novotny cuts back inside and gets tripped up after about a yard and he had a lane to get a big one but it looks like he got tripped up just enough by Elam. Yeah, Jake Grenier, the linebacker uh, from Menominee Falls got a push up field uh, but he, we always teach our defensive linemen or linebackers if you're going to get in that backfield don't get too deep where you, you open up a lane and that's what he did unfortunately just tripped up by a shoestring there was Tommy. Dorley in at running back for the Hilltoppers. McDevitt in the shotgun formation, takes the snap, fakes the handoff, throws a slap pattern to Russell, and it's going to be incomplete, bring up a third and eight. Yeah, they came back to that slant. It's something that, you know, they run routinely. It's it's basically a handoff uh, there uh, between McDevitt and uh, Russell, but there, uh, Menominee Falls sniffed it out after they come back to it about the third or fourth time here this first half. Going to have three wide to the right with Bellinger closest to the line of scrimmage, Roby Brown, and then Hoffman, Russell by himself to the left. McDevitt takes the snap, looks to throw, has time, throws it to Russell. It's caught. Nice little comeback route, and he gets ran out of bounds at about the 20 four-yard line. It's going to be first and ten Hilltop. Yeah, just a, a bit of a deeper uh, uh, hitch pattern, also called a comeback. Uh, Russell runs out there. He's leading this team with 337 receiving yards and four touchdowns. Dorley off to the left gets uh, hit by the backer and he fights through the tackle to get maybe another yard or two and it's going to be a gain of about five. Yeah, Novotny taking a few plays off here. They bring in Jack Dorley. We talked about Dorley the last few weeks, but uh, he's been getting some extensive playing time. And it's intercepted, jumps the route, and Elm intercepts it. It's going to be first and 10. Uh, Phoenix is going to do a quick screen uh, to Roby Brown with two guys in front of him, and Elm just jumped in front of it. Yeah, Eli Elm, 6'2", 163, tall, lanky uh, defensive back. They've been running. PRB out uh, doing either the, the fake jet sweep or just running them out into the flat on a flare pattern and that time uh, Menominee Falls was ready for it and picked it off. Shotgun formation two receivers to the right for the Phoenix. Kirshner fakes the handoff, throws it to the flat, misses it, makes the guy miss and Monreo and the company pushes him out of bounds. It's going to be a first down Phoenix. Just a real Quick hitter, bubble screen to the right side. They had their receiver come and crack back uh, on the outside linebacker. 
the receiver bounced it to the outside. Monreal was there to make the tackle. Looks, I can't look like it was Womack to miss the initial tackle, and Monreal and another hilltopper get forces them out of bounds. Going to flip the formation, two receivers to the left, one to the right, shotgun formation. Kirshner gives it to Cook up the middle, and he gets about six or seven, by about give him seven yards before being brought down. You can slowly see this Menominee Falls team gaining some confidence between those two interceptions and now two productive plays on the offensive side. Uh, Marquette's defense needs to uh, get tough here, uh, buckle down, and get a stop. Kirstner doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, came in with one on the season today, has one, should have three today, but generally pretty protective of the football. Two receivers to the left. Kirshner takes the snap, gives it to Cook again, and this time he's got nowhere to go, and they're going to stop him for no gain. Nice job by, looks like, Knacker to get him down. And Shrem. Yeah, Knacker did a great job. We talked about setting the edge on the outside. Set the edge there, made the initial contact with the running back, and then Nate Tram from his middle linebacker position came and uh, finished the job. It's going to be third and three, three minutes left here to go. Jake Griner checking into the game for as the running back position, more of an eye formation for the Phoenix here. A pistol formation. Then the man in motion takes the snap. Gives it to the back, and he gets the first down and gets brought down. Tough sledding up the middle. Uh, only needed about two yards. Got about two and a half right there for the first down. Yeah. It'll be first and 10, 239 to go. It's 21-0 Hilltoppers here at 230 to go here in the second quarter. The shotgun formation, two receivers out to the right, one to the left. Kirshner gives it to the back up the middle, and he fights his way for about four yards before being driven back. The back is Jake Griner, and he looks to be a little more of a physical back at 5'8", 202. Yeah, ball came out at the end there. Officials say that they had blown the whistle, but Tomlinson had wrestled the uh, ball out of the running back's hand, uh, attempting to run the other way with it real close there. Uh, there's, a, there's a man down for Menominee Falls on the field. They're checking him out here. We're gonna we're gonna step away for uh, 30 seconds here as the trainers check him out. This is Hilltopper football here on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. We'll be back in 30. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. High school, the most formative years of your son's life at Marquette University High School. Our Jesuit education will shape your son's identity, mind, heart, and soul. Our graduates are more likely to excel in college, earn an advanced degree, and learn defining personal values. The result of our transformational education? Transformed lives. Learn more at muhs.edu. We are back with more Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Now back to Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask in the broadcast booth. We're back here at the C.G. Schmidt broadcast booth here at Menominee Falls High School. Jake Reiner, the injured party here for Menominee Falls. And we're going to have two receivers out to the left, one to the right. Looks like Cook is back in at the tailback position. Kirshner takes the snap, looks to throw, gets under pressure. 
Nigro almost chases him down, but he forces him to run right into Nate Schramm, and that's going to bring up third down. Maybe got a gain of about two. Yeah, flushed out of the pocket there by Mitchell Nigro. Came on a blitz uh, off the left side and uh, was able to flush him to the left flat and ultimately gains about, oh, maybe a yard and a half. Kirshner with some good pocket awareness there as Nigro is on his back really quickly. Takes a snap, gives it to Cook, and he busts, tries to get to the corner. Going to get the corner. We do have a flag, and he's going to get tackled at about the 37-yard 30, line. But we're going to have a hold on the Phoenix, and we're going to back it up 10 yards and play third down again. Yeah, that was a good gain off the right side there, but only with the assistance of the hold on the outside linebacker there. Uh, you could basically turn uh, Mitchell Nigro's jersey inside out as, as much as the guy held him on that one. Happened in the backfield, so it'll be 10 yards from the original spot of the foul. I mean, sorry, the original line of scrimmage, and it's going to go. And, of course, they're going to take the penalty from the where the flag is right now, which is from the line of scrimmage at the 48-yard line of the Hilltoppers. Big game for the freshman Hilltoppers last night, coming away with a 31-12 victory over these Menominee Falls. Uh, Phoenix, Ben Schrader threw three touchdown passes to Judas Sanders, one to Ryan Mann. And uh, also a running uh, touchdown by Cadre Lee. Lastly, Alex Bolger caught uh, a touchdown from Ben Schrader as well. Great win for the uh, freshman Hilltoppers. And we're going to have a timeout. We're going to have a timeout. Uh, Phoenix, we're going to leave it here. And, uh, you know, you talked about the game from yesterday and uh, Hilltopper win. Big win yesterday. Yeah, big win on the field. Defense came to play. We're up 31 to nothing. The freshmen were entering the uh, middle of the third quarter. Uh, put a, a number of reserves in, and the final coming back at 31 to 12. But they're showing a lot of signs of maturity. That offensive line um, at the freshman level, led by Tommy Ratnayaka and Ian Beckus, to uh, two big tackles. Uh, you know, were able to run the ball, and then Ben Schrader doing a good job. A bright future. Um, coming up here for these Hilltoppers to sustain the success we're seeing here at the varsity level. Now, do you have a list of names that you give uh, Coach Krasinski every week that says these are guys you can't bring up to varsity? <laughs> these are guys I want to keep here this season. Yeah, the, you know, a, a, a big part of uh, that the freshman experience is, you know, not only learning football, but uh, the great part of Marquette is getting guys from all over the Milwaukee area and just learning to mesh together and come together as brothers. It's just a special part of that freshman program that we have. We're going to have an empty backfield on third and 14. Three receivers to the right, two to the left. Kersher takes a snap, looks to throw under pressure. Stepped up in the pocket, trying to go anywhere, and he's going to get sacked by a number of Hilltoppers uh, looking like Cole Fisher and company. It's going to be fourth down, and it's going to be fourth down Marquette to stop the clock with a minute two here to go before the half. Currently 21-0 Hilltoppers, and with Monrio back deep to field this punt, there's a good chance you could uh, get some good field position here to try to score here before the half. Yeah, when you, when you look back at this game, this is going to be one of those signature uh, defensive stands um, by the Marquette Hilltoppers. Uh, they faced adversity now, two interceptions, which is uh, not like uh, Peter McDevitt, but 
Uh, they've had to respond. The defense here uh, gave up a couple big runs there, had a penalty, but ultimately held their ground. Uh, were able to stop uh, Menominee Falls here with about a minute left in the first half. It's going to be fourth and 19 with a minute two to go here. It's 21 nothing Hilltoppers here at a timeout by the Hilltoppers to give them some time. Both teams with two timeouts remaining going to be at the 37 where the uh, ball will be snapped for the punt. Monreal going back deep. Tight punt formation for the Phoenix. Three protectors of the punter right directly behind the line. The snap, the kick is away, it's going to the left, and it's going to be uh, fielded by Monrio off the hop, and he's going to go off to his left, cuts back to his right, spin move, makes a man miss, stiff arms another man, gets to the 30 and pushed out of bounds at the 32-yard line. Monrio made a nice play out of nothing there on that one. He's got an eye for the dramatic there. The ball took a crazy bounce. He sort of caught it going over the top of his head, almost like a center fielder running back to, to catch a, a fly ball against the wall. Fielded it, and uh, he loves coming back to his right. I think that's where his blocking set up, but um, nice spin move there, Monreal, showing off his athleticism. The Hilltoppers going straight to the line of scrimmage with two receivers out to the left of the formation. Cam Russell in the slot. We got two to the right. Roby Brown in the slot with Hoffman. McDevitt alone in the backfield. Claps his hands, takes the snap, looks to throw. Throws to Hoffman. Nice catch by Hoffman. And he gets to about the 48-yard line, 37-yard line. And the clock continues to move. No huddle offense, same formation as before. McDevitt claps the hands, gets the snap, throws it again to Hoffman, and Hoffman gets out of bounds this time at just uh, about the 47-yard line they're going to give him. He's going to stop the clock, gives the Hilltoppers a chance to, with 26 seconds left here, trying to get a score, try to get in the field goal range, try to get a touchdown, trying to do something. Novotny comes in, two receivers left, one to the right. McDevitt gives it to Novotny up the middle. Novotny finds the lane, gets to the 40, gets to the 35, 30, and ran out of bounds inside the 30-yard line. The official trips over there. We'll see where he spots the football, and he's going to give it to him at the 30-yard line, and we have 20 seconds to go here in the first half. 21-0, Hilltoppers, Hilltoppers trying to add to it with two timeouts here to go. Heads up play there by Nevada, the getting quarter. out of bounds there to stop the clock. Smart play. Same formation as before. Hoffman, Roby Brown to the right. Cam Russell by himself to the left. Novotny to the right of the quarterback, Peter McDevitt. McDevitt takes the snap, rolls to his right, under pressure, a screen pass to Novotny. Novotny oh, gets to the 20, oh, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Tommy Novotny. A 25-yard touchdown reception, screen pass by Peter McDevitt, and we're at 27 nothing Hilltoppers with 11 seconds to go here in the first half. That touchdown, Tommy, at it again. you got to love that as a coach. When you see you work hard all week to set up sort of those special plays here, they set up a screen of their own. Menominee Falls had set one up earlier against them. Here, just a perfect screenplay on the left side. Hart, Miller, and Fessler were all out in front of Tommy, leading the parade, and uh, just walked him into the end zone. Schmidt 
gets the kick away, and it will be good once again. And that's going to be a deep uh, extra point there. And it's 28 nothing. Hilltoppers here, 11 seconds to go. We're going to leave it here and going to let you know what's happening at halftime. At halftime, we're going to hear from Aman Holin and Joseph Minnesell, the junior Hilltoppers uh, program. Um, Alex Tlaz is going to be interviewing those two and uh, probably butcher the names there. but No, Joe Minnesali is Minnesali. Uh, he's a fellow 1996 grad of uh, mine, doing great work there both uh, at the high school and with the junior Hilltoppers. So. Yeah, don't tell him I butchered his name there. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe's a super smart guy, great great guy, great uh, mentor for these young men. I have to tell uh, Kyle next time when he sends that out to give it to me. Uh, with pronunciation here. Like I know if you notice down here, some of them I have uh, how it's pronounced here, like Nigro. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got a Roby. We've got you saying Roby Brown now. We yes. got you. We're, we're back there. Week one, I kept saying both. <laughs> now I'm good with Roby. We're good. PRB just makes it real easy. <laughs> Schmidt in for the kickoff. Left hash, far left hash here, kicking it off from two guys back deep for Menominee Falls. Schmidt runs up to the ball kicks it and it's going to be a touchback once again and it's going to bounce into the end zone it's going to be first and 10 at the 20 yard line for the phoenix and the two timeouts with 11 seconds left they get the ball out of the locker room the question is what are they going to do are they going to try to go for a home run here the wide receiver scott hawkins is averaging 26.4 yards per catch and quit Quinton Pfeiffer averaging 18.4 yards per catch. So they got guys that can take the top off. Are they going to try to go deep or just send it to the locker room down 28 nothing? That's going to be the question. Two timeouts left. We're about to find out. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Coke uh, to the right of the quarterback, Wilson Kirshner, senior quarterback. Takes the snap, fakes the handoff, throws it to the flat. It's caught. And Hawk. Hawkins gets what he can before being pushed out of bounds. Gets enough for the first down. It's going to be first and 10 with 3.5 seconds to go here at the 37-yard line. Monrio pushes him out of bounds. Yeah, Marquette's got their nickel package. And again, just two linemen rushing, uh, five defensive backs. They bring in Malik Lee. Yeah, Marquette will let him have throw to the flats uh, as much as they want in this sort of situation here. Two receivers to the right, that's uh, to Pfeiffer and Hawkins. Takes the snap, gives the handoff to Cook, and he makes a man miss and gets tackled after about a nine-yard gain. But that will bring us to halftime. The Hilltoppers up over the Phoenix, 28 to nothing. But we come back from the break. We're going to hear from Alex Telez interviewing a couple guys from the Junior Hilltoppers program. This is Hilltopper Football on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. Looking for a place to meet up before or after the game? Less Lucky Town in Wauwatosa is the place to be. A community gathering place for almost 30 years. Less is also the perfect spot to grab a bite to eat and watch the game. Less is a proud supporter of Marquette High School Athletics. Check out their latest menu features and upcoming events at less.com. Less Lucky Town, 7208 State Street in Wauwatosa. Visit less.com. 
It is halftime of Marquette Hilltoppers football, presented by Gruber Law Offices. Now to Alex Tellez with your halftime Welcome to the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers halftime show on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. I'm Alex Tellez here, joined by Eamon Hollihan and Joe Minasali. Eamon manages the Junior Hilltoppers Youth Sports, and Joe coaches the Junior Hilltoppers basketball team. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Yeah, it's a... Uh... I also work in the admissions office, so this is kind of our busy season, but um, but yeah, happy to be with you. Yeah, thanks for having us, Alex. No problem, and we'll just get this going right away. Marquette High is known for academics and exceptional athletics, and I think it is extremely important at a young age to be involved in sports. Starting with Eamon, why do you think athletics are so important to a young student? Yeah, I think, um, well, ath- athletics in general teaches you a lot of skills that you don't necessarily get within the classroom setting. Um And I think specifically junior Hilltoppers. Now I I graduated from Marquette high school in 04. Um, and it wasn't around when I was, when I was in grade school or, or middle school. So, um, when the, the program was founded, not only did it give, um, students an opportunity to get involved in sports, but also kind of learn about the culture of Marquette high school. Um, there's very much a values based character based, um, model of, of sports. And so I think that's, those are teaching a lot of kids these skills that um, that you don't necessarily find in a book or in a classroom. So, um, and we also do, and Joe can talk a, a lot more about kind of the uh, the fundamentals and the the kind of the athletic aspect of it. But I think overall, the program was initially founded um, and still provides this kind of character and morals based um, program for for the young students. Yeah, and then Joe, same question. Why do you think uh, athletics are so important to a young student? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a, a few things that come to mind right off the bat, right? I mean, um, you know, we, we talk about a lot that, you know, we, we want to grow the players in our program as basketball players, but we want them to grow as young men, right? I mean, we 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 faith into what we do, and we, we, we leadership a lot. We talk about effort. We talk about attitude. We talk about discipline. These are all things that... Um, in addition to the relationship building that they they bring with their friends that um, that they play with and their teammates, how do they become a great teammate and what does that mean? Right. Um, th- these are all aspects of our program that are um, as instrumental, if not more so than the basketball aspect of it. And uh, we, we see these boys coming very prepared to uh, to be students and young men at Marquette High School, uh, thanks to programs such as this. Mm-hmm. And then now, Eamon, you manage the Junior Hilltoppers Youth Sports Program. Can you tell us about the different youth sports that you do have? The the, the first sport, I believe, that was uh, started was football, um, and now it's expanded to basketball, volleyball. But then... Uh, just a few years ago, we also expanded the football program to uh, younger students for flag football, third and fourth grade. Uh, so those are the main that we have. And then bouncing off of that, can you uh, can you tell us about the ages that it ranges from and uh, what the upcoming ones, when their start dates are? This year, we're already kind of in the in flag in flag football and and uh, tackle football. So the way it works for flag is it's third and fourth grade, and then for fifth and sixth grade, we have what's called rookie tackle. Uh, we, we're part of the classic youth football league, um, and so rookie tackle would be eight eight students or eight players aside, um, and then our seventh and eighth grade teams are full eleven on eleven. Um, flag football is takes place all of that takes place here at Marquette High School on our our field called Tacton Field um, on Sunday afternoons. Um, volleyball is just sixth through eighth. Um, that so both of those are taking place now and in the fall. So 
Um, anybody who would be interested, uh, we'd be looking at next year in terms of of getting that that rolling. And then basketball uh, ranges basically from fourth to eighth grade. Um, and obviously, Joe would be able to to talk a little bit more about that. This is the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers Halftime Show on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. I'm Alex Celeste here, joined by Eamon Hollihan and Joe Minasali. When we come back, I want to get into the upcoming basketball tryouts with Joe after the break. Hi, I'm Mike Jerkin, founder of Magic Productions. We're a sound, video, and lighting production company based here in Milwaukee. Our creative team will help you take your event to the next level. Magic has become a go-to option for concerts, fundraisers, and corporate events around Milwaukee and the country. As a proud Marquette High alum, I'm thrilled to have Magic Productions sponsor Marquette Hilltoppers Football. Learn more how we can bring creativity, passion, professionalism, and expertise to your next event. Please visit magicpro.com. That's M-A-J-I-C-P-R-O.com. Hi, this is Rick Schmidt, CEO of C.G. Schmidt. For over 100 years, our family company has been creating exceptional facilities that improve the lives of others. We provide professional construction management services and have a passion for building and improving our communities here in Milwaukee and throughout the state. We are honored to be a longtime builder and supporter of Marquette University High School and are proud to sponsor Hilltoppers Football. Learn more about us and our construction services at cgschmidt.com. Good luck to the Hilltoppers. From C.G. Schmidt. Back then, we'd spend nights in front of the boob tube. We'd take our same seats, smoke cigarettes, and watch until the station played. We all smoked in those days. If that was you then, get your lungs screened now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups. Capital Insurance Agency in Brookfield is an independent, local, family-owned insurance broker that has been helping families and small businesses for 47 years. Capital Insurance's long-term customers are proof of their commitment to building relationships that last and are just not a transaction. The team at Capital Insurance takes pride in protecting you, your family, and your business. Contact Joe Sladke, a Marquette High class of 2009 graduate, as he and the staff at Capital Insurance are ready to assist you. Learn more at CapitalInsuranceWI.com. Join the movement. Listen to the Tory Low Show on 1017 FM, 1510 AM, WGKB Waukesha, and W269DL Milwaukee, a locally owned Good Karma brand station. This is halftime of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Welcome back to the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers halftime show on the award winning 1017 The Truth. I'm Alex Celeste here, joined by Eamon Hollihan and Joe Minasali. Eamon manages the Junior Hilltoppers Youth Sports Program, and Joe coaches the Junior Hilltoppers basketball team. Now, Joe, can we talk about the current tryouts going on in the upcoming season that is about to start? Yeah, you bet. I mean, we're uh, we're really excited here as we're getting ready to start our uh, sixth year of uh, Junior Hilltoppers basketball. Uh, we started back in 2018. Uh, that first year we got off to a good start. We had 11 different teams across those grades that, uh, that Eamon mentioned spanning from fourth to eighth grade, uh, and over a hundred players in that first year. And it's really grown over the first five years of our program. Um, last year in our fifth year, we had 17 basketball teams, uh, with 163 players and over, over 40 coaches. 
And this year we're looking at even growing more, right? So uh, we've got over 220 boys that are registered uh, for our, our tryouts and evaluations for our program that uh, happened last week um, on Sunday. And we've got a second day of it coming up uh, this Saturday, this weekend, which we're really excited. We've got a bunch more boys that are coming. So uh, we're probably going to have even more teams, even more players, and even more coaches this year. And it, it's great. We've got a lot of interest. Uh, one, one other thing just to mention about it, which is different from a lot of other programs out there, right? Um, you know, we don't have any cuts for our program, right? You know, boys, if they're interested in market high school and that's, uh, that's where they see themselves likely headed in the future, um, you know, they're welcome to join our program, right? And we have a, a couple of different types of offerings in there from boys who, you know, just want to be practice players to those that uh, want to play in, in the league games in which we participate along with some tournaments and a couple of things in between, right, that can kind of cater towards the, the level of commitment that families are looking for, right? The majority of the boys in our program do also play on their, uh, their parochial school team. And we want to make our program flexible enough that enables them to still make that a priority. Now, this question will be for the both of you. We're going to start with Eamon here. What led you to being a part of Marquette High, especially wanting to be a part of youth sports? Yeah, so uh, um, as I said, I did graduate from here, and, and my dad actually teaches here. So I've been around Marquette High School essentially my whole life. Um, I remember as a, a young kid, you know, I, he, he's, he coached football, freshman football. So I was always kind of on the sidelines with him, and, and that was a very important and special part of my own life personally. I think there is a there's a very cool connection that I'm seeing now in my dual role of some of these students that I get to know as sixth, seventh graders who are in our programs. And then when they get to be students here, um, they they already have this kind of connection to Marquette High School. And and from a personal standpoint, I just enjoy seeing those guys. And it, it's a, you know, a connection that I have that I'm able to have with them and their families um, so I think that's kind of the, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that, in this role, in terms of seeing that development, um, and to seeing the success, uh, a lot of the students, you know, no, probably around 90% on average of the students who are participating in junior hilltop present end up being students here, um, in high school. So that's kind of the, uh, there's a, a strong personal connection. And, and then also, um, just by the nature of, of the position that I'm, uh, at here at here at market high and then joe same question what led you to becoming and wanting to be a part of junior hilltoppers uh basketball yeah thanks for asking alex you know obviously you look at the basketball side of it and having this junior program really kind of help helps these kids get ready for for playing basketball at market high school this year's uh last year's graduating class was our first group that uh went through junior hilltoppers and this year's senior class had a couple of years with it and you know, there's no doubt that, you know, as as we see see them mature, that they come in and are ready to pick stuff up more easily and, uh, you know, are ad able to adapt to playing in our high school basketball program more quickly. But um, it, it, it's really other aspects of that that I find far more important than the basketball side of it. And Eamon touched on a lot of those. Right. Um, you know, I in, in addition to being a basketball coach, I'm a a parent of a couple of junior hilltoppers that that play and participate in multiple junior hilltopper sports and the the side of the uh, the connections, the familiarity with the school, the understanding of the values of Marquette High School as an institution and the relationship building that comes out of it 
is what's most rewarding and most important about the program to me, right? I am, um, you know, the, these boys come to market high school and they may have some other boys from their schools that are coming as well, but they, they come in there and there's a lot of new kids that they're going to be going to be meeting for the first time. Now, Junior Hilltoppers just helps accelerate that, right? I mean, um, I see my own son who's in eighth grade right now. He's got a bunch of great friends at his current grade school, but he's got an equally great group, a circle of friends that are some also some of his best friends already through junior hilltoppers that are going to be relationships that he's going to just continue to um, to foster and, and see grow and and flourish over the four years while he's at Market High School and beyond. And this just really gets them a great head start on it. And, you know, we've got we'll look at our eighth grade this year. We're going to probably have over 50 boys that are playing junior hilltopper basketball. Not all of those 50 are going to play basketball at Marquette high school someday, but um, all of them are going to cherish the relationships that they build during that time. And, you know, it just, it just brings joy to us to see that. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for joining me here today. Appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to do this. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, no problem. You guys have a good one. You too. And that was Market High's manager of Junior Hilltoppers Youth Sports, Eamon Hollihan, and Junior Hilltoppers basketball coach, Joe Manasali, as we are set to kick it right back to play-by-play host Evan Wittalison and Joe Damas live from Menominee Falls High School. This has been your Market University High School Halftime Show and the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. At Annex Wealth Management, we believe every portfolio tells a story. After all, we've analyzed thousands. Some reflect diligence and fortitude. Others, a mishmash of overlapping investments. When Annex reviews your portfolio, we spot what works, what might not, and then provide unbiased suggestions free from sales commissions. Every portfolio tells a story. Let's work on yours. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. As a fee-only fiduciary, that's our story. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Pollution from trucks is a public health crisis. Diesel-burning trucks belch dangerous levels of pollution. And communities living near ports and along freight corridors breathe especially high levels of this dirty air. But this crisis has a solution. My name is Sasan Sadat and I work for Earth Justice. I'm working to clean up our air quality, particularly for communities that bear the burden of diesel pollution. For the sake of our lungs, our health, and our climate, the future of trucking in this country has got to be zero emissions. Until then, I will never rest. Earth Justice is a national legal nonprofit defending the environment and people's health. Earth Justice is fighting to save lives, protect our climate, and strengthen our economy through the shift to zero emissions. If clean air matters to you, visit us at earthjustice.org. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. Is there anything sweeter than the crisp sound of a driver when it connects purely with the ball? Many golfers evaluate the quality of their shot by the sound it makes. You may feel the same about your financial plan. Something doesn't seem, look, or sound right. Think of Annex Wealth Management as financial swing doctors. We'll give you the truly objective analysis that comes from a fee-only fiduciary with no products to push or commissions to chase. If you need help, talk to our pros. Get started at AnnexWealth.com. We are back with halftime of Marquette Hilltoppers football, presented by Gruber Law Offices. Now, back to Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask in the broadcast booth. 
The teams are out for their mandatory three-minute stretching that the WIAA requires. Both teams have a three-minute time frame to stretch after halftime. So that's where we're at right now. The Hilltoppers are up 28 to nothing. And this is the C.G. Schmidt broadcast booth here at Hart Park. I want to thank my awesome producer, uh, Rhea Riley, and my broadcast partner, Joe Damas, here for uh, making me sound much better than I am <laughs> so I do appreciate that and uh the first half here has been the touchdown Tommy show as he has three first half touchdowns one of them a 71 yard touchdown run to make it 21 to nothing and then a screen pass for about 31 yards right before the half or sorry 26 yards right before the half to make it 28 to nothing yeah, really showing off all of his talents there on the offensive side of the ball. Running the ball, catching the ball on that screen. He's got really good hands. We've got uh, Peyton Roby Brown catching out of the backfield too, and he usually gets the lion's share of the catches out of the backfield, but certainly Tommy is uh, ready, willing, and able to, to catch the ball as well. And then can't, um, can't ignore that big play by special teams, Murphy Monreal, uh, with the punt return we had talked about, you know, before the game, and, and you had talked about with Coach Klistinski in your pre-game interview, uh, the importance of all three facets of the game coming together and how sort of uh, one sort of bleeds into the other, that complementary brand of football here. And certainly the defense these last few weeks has, has played its part, putting zeros on the board quarter after quarter. The offense, although a little bit... Um, uh, mistake prone tonight there's two interceptions uh, a, a few penalties that have either stunted drives uh, or um, had touchdowns called back but uh, offense still putting 21 points on the board and of course lastly the special teams putting that seven on the board for the first uh, special team score of the year uh, all three facets really working well together tonight uh, Marquette is keeping it going in this first half yeah you mentioned the uh the defense putting up zeros on the board. We're up to 14 quarters in a row with not allowing a point. They gave up 21 in week one to Arrowhead in a tough 21-14 loss, and since then they have not allowed a point. Yeah, there's minor corrections, little details that uh, uh, they've been working on week after week, and you can just see the attention to detail that the Marquette High coaches have, uh, that it's rubbed off on these players. Uh, they're buying in, and uh, this is shaping up uh, to what's going to be a very special season. And I did misspeak before halftime. It will be Hilltopper football to open the half. I forgot that the Hilltoppers deferred to get the ball to start the second half. That's my apologies. But this is the C.G. Schmidt broadcast booth. I want to say big thank you to C.G. Schmidt. They are a proud Marquette University High School supporter. C.G. Schmidt is your trusted building partner for over 100 years. Learn more at cgschmidt.com. Trying to see Corey Johnson, I believe the PA guy said, is out to kick the football for, for the, the Phoenix. Correction, Owen Moser, the one out there, and Monrio and Novotny back deep to field that. The kick is away, deep kick to Monrio, gets it about the 10-yard line, going to do a return left, but cuts it up instead and gets to about the 25-yard line to be first and 10 Hilltoppers. Nice coverage there by the fall special teams. 
Uh, not much room there for Monreal to get the ball. Marquette will start out uh, the half at about the uh, 25-yard line. Hilltoppers huddling up quick by the coach and the, the coaches there to get ready for this possession, and they're going to, as usual, sprint right to the line of scrimmage to run this offense. Hoffman uh, out wide to the right. Cam Russell wide to the left. Roby Brown in the slot to the left and to the left. And Novotny to the right of McDevitt. Sends a man in motion, takes a snap, gives it to Novotny, finds a hole, cuts it up, and gets to about the 38-yard line. Going to be about second and two. Just a nice alley there that Novotny uh, cut his way through for about eight. Make it second and one. They're going to give him nine. No huddle offense. Three to the right, takes a snap. Novotny up the middle, goes to his right and fights his way for the first down before being pushed back a little bit, but it's enough for the first down. Gets about three, needed one, and it'll be first and 10 Hilltoppers. 28-0 Hilltopper score leading the Phoenix, and we have a minute 11-19 left here in the third quarter. Two receivers out to the left, one to the right. Roby Brown in motion to the right, goes across the formation. McDevitt sends him back the other way, takes a snap, Fakes the handoff, throws it to Roby Brown in the slot, and he uh, is incomplete pass. Dangerous pass there. Uh, he runs out into the flat. It was very close to be being a lateral there. Uh, but uh, just to be safe, PRB Smart heads up play, covers it up after the incompletion. Dorley checks in at running back for the Hilltopper. 11 minutes, a minute 11.01 here to go in the third quarter. Same formation as before. McDevitt claps the hands, gives it to Dorley up the middle, finds a little running lane, and he fights through, gets the first down, and then some gets a gain of about 14. Not a big hole there, but he finds it and gets a big gain. Just keeps his legs moving, thundering through that line there. Uh, just keeps the, kept the legs moving, kept them churning, grounded out for about 12 yards there, and another Marquette first down. Cam Russell and Peyton Roby Brown to the left. Thad Hoffman to the right. Dorley to the left of McDevitt. Takes a snap. Fakes the handoff. Rose to his left. Looks. Throws it downfield to Roby Brown and just overshot him. They had him running again that wheel route. They came back to it. They missed it on in the first half. Unfortunately, they miss it again here. Uh, Menominee Falls not doing a super good job of covering that route. Uh, they just have not been able to connect. Uh, to PRB on that wheel route. Matthew Book checking in for Menominee Falls defense there and for Steven Scott. Two receivers out to the right, two tight ends to the left, one slightly off the line, sends a man in motion. Russell takes a snap, gives it to Novotny up the middle, finds the lane, gets to the 40, and gets tackled at about the 34-yard line. Nice run there by touchdown Tommy. And it's... A different perspective, usually I'm down on the sidelines. I'm up here, you can see uh, from the booth these huge uh, gaps that these offensive linemen are creating for Novotny to run through. Same formation as before. McDevitt claps his hand, fakes the handoff, goes to his right, throws it. Caught by Hoffman, gets to the 20, gets to the 15, fights his way to about the 11. They give him the 11-yard line. Nice catch and run by Thad Hoffman, the 6'2 senior receiver. Yeah, they found him all alone uh, in the flat. He turned that upfield really quickly, ran over the safety for the uh, 
for the Phoenix. Same formation, gives it to Novotny. Novotny goes to his left, has a hole, cuts it back inside, gets inside the five. He's fighting, and he's going to be just short, going to give him the one-yard line, and Menominee Falls getting the big bodies in there. Yeah, Tommy started off uh, full sprint to his left, just stopped on a dime, sharp cut back inside. Same formation, second and goal. Claps his hands, gives it to Novotny. Novotny fights his way in for the touchdown. Tommy Novotny, for the fourth time tonight, takes it in from one yard to make it 34 to nothing with 9.32 here to go in the third quarter. Tommy just uh, playing it smart, just a straight dive play off the left side, just right over the back of Jack Hart. Gabe Miller, those guys celebrating with him in the end zone, uh, just able to walk in with a great push by that offensive line. Schmidt in for the extra point, try to make it 35 nothing. The hold is down, the kick is up, and it is through, and it is all the way almost over the fence on the other side of the track, and it's 35 to nothing with 9.32 here to go in the third quarter. It's Hilltoppers 35, Phoenix nothing. We'll be back in 30 seconds. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. This is Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Now, live from the broadcast booth, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask. The kickoff went through the end zone for a touchback. The Phoenix had the ball at 20. Kirshner, a quarterback, takes a snap, bobbles it, and is it going to be who recovers it? And it's going to stay Phoenix football. Bobbled the snap, and it looks like Cook was able to jump on it. And it looked like Cole Fisher had a chance to get it. Snap was there. It just looked like the quarterback it was snapped at the wrong time. Quarterback was looking outside to his receivers. Ball hit him right in the chest. Bounced off. Yeah, luckily that uh, his running back was there to fall on it. Colton Miller checks out of the game here. The Hilltoppers wasted no time in the third quarter to score. Scoring fairly quickly to make it 35-0. Shotgun formation, two receivers each direction, sends a man in motion. Pfeiffer, the man, goes in the slot, takes a snap, looks to throw, almost bobbled the snap again, throws it, and it's almost oh. intercepted by P.J. O'Brien. So close to being picked again. I think yeah. that's the fourth one of the day. 
Yeah, and he had an eye on that one the whole time. You could see the quarterback was zoned in, that his uh, slot receiver was running that out pattern. O'Brien had that keyed up, uh, made a jump for it, had it right in his hands, just slipped through his fingers without he was taken to the house again, just like last week. Third and 11, 8.15 to go here in the third quarter. The Phoenix to the line of scrimmage. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Coke to the left of the quarterback. Takes a snap, looks to throw, throws it high, and it's incomplete. If Nick Womack would have uh, spotted that ball, he's running the other direction. Yeah, Womack there was uh, closing in on the tackle, keying in on that. Would have held him to about a three, four yard gain and forced a punt anyway, but the ball sailed over his head and. Uh, Marquette is on for a uh, punt return here. Mon Monreal back deep at about the 46-yard line. Elm in the punt. The senior defensive back, Eli Elm in the punt. The left-footed punter. Waiting for the snap. The kick is away, and it's a low-line drive kick that bounces at the 45-yard line. And it's going to be down to dangerous situation as Hoffman did get close to the football there. But Menominee Falls downs it. And it's going to be Hilltopper football at roughly the 44-yard line. Yeah, those are the type of plays that give coaches fits. And, uh, you know, you're sitting there screaming, get away, get away, get away, get away. And uh, you, you know, the guy on the field is so uh, involved in the play, doesn't hear you. Uh, barely missed Hoffman's foot there. He was almost blocked right into the ball. But um, luckily Marquette will start here uh, at about their own 45, heading from our right to our left. Nice to join me in here. I thought you were hanging out outside <laughs> there with the, the, the film people out there. Only when they get, in, <laughs> when they get inside the 30, I, I got to step outside to see. Zarnacki in the game out wide to the left. Ready for play whistle in. Claps his hands and snaps away. Gives it up the middle. And fights his way for a yard. Luke Giussetti checked into the game at quarterback. It's getting to be customary. These these guys who we try to give their names at the end of the game are now getting the entire second half in most of these games. So a lot of familiar names out there. Zarnecki at wide receiver. We mentioned Grellinger at tight end. Uh, also Marquette's got number 33. Uh, Callum Ferber, the sophomore, uh, getting some time at wide receiver. Him Last year, Ferber had... Uh, eight touchdown catches as a freshman from uh, during his freshman season. So it's not surprising to see him there with all that production out on the field here as a sophomore. Do have an injured hilltopper on the player getting tended to by the trainer. 35 nothing, 6-12 to go here in the third quarter as the player gets tended to. Uh, um, just want to say a big thank you to yes. Gruber Law Offices for being the presenting sponsor of high school sports on the award-winning 1017 the truth gruber law offices has been serving our community for over 35 years and they are proud to be part of the city of milwaukee if you or a loved one has been injured in an accident call the winning team at gruber law offices and they will take care of you they are there to help you 24 7 and have been serving wisconsin for over 35 years make one call that's all at 414 276-6666 or visit gruber-law.com Shotgun formation, uh, two receivers to the left, one to the right. The back moves to the right of Josetti. Claps his hands, gets the football, fumbles it and jumps on it. Went through the five hole and it is recovered. Looks like the back could be uh, 
Judson Hansborough out there. Can't quite make out the number. It's 30-something. Some new faces on the offensive line as well. Left tackle. We've got number 77, uh, Mike Nolan in there. Mike Nolan, a junior out of Woodland School in Milwaukee, 6'4", 250. And also A.J. Erickson in at left guard for Gabe Miller. Same formation. Hansborough goes to the left of Giussetti. Giussetti takes a snap, looks to throw, has time. Throws it across the middle, uh, but uh, throws it outside instead of inside to Zarnecki. And it's going to be fourth and long, and it'll be a hilltopper punt. Yeah, had uh, Zarnecki open down the seam there, uh, threw it and just threw it right behind him as he was sort of turning that seam into a post. He threw it. Uh, behind him and unfortunately couldn't uh, stop his feet in time to plant and come back to the ball. Schmidt in to punt. It looks like Elm back. Very, nope, correction. Chesowitz back at the 10-yard line. The punt is away, and it is going to bounce at about the 20, picked up on the bounce, and he's going to get brought down very quickly at the 20-yard line. Yeah, Mitchell Nigro... Uh, downfield on special teams as well. Not just uh, great on the defensive side, but a nice open field tackle uh, once he got downfield. That's tough to do, to, to sprint full speed downfield for 30, 40 yards and then break down into a position where you can make a tackle. I remember last night I had mentioned Ian Beckus, uh, tackle for a freshman, uh, made a fantastic downfield tackle on a punt return. And uh, same there by Mitchell Nigro. Kirshner in a quarterback still for the Phoenix. 408 and counting. We have a running clock here for the, the fourth week in a row for the Hilltoppers. Shotgun formation, one receiver each direction, sends a man in motion is Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer settles behind the tight end, takes a snap, gives it to the running back up the middle, and he finds a big lane Joey and a big gain for Joey Cook. Yeah, they blitzed uh, Nate Schramm there from his uh, left inside linebacker position and unfortunately First guessed wrong on that one. Uh, he hit the A-gap, running back went B-gap and was able to bust that for about a 15-yard play. It's going to be first and 10 at the 38. It's 35 nothing. Hilltoppers, 3-30 and counting here. Same formation as before. Cook slightly behind Kirshner. Sends a man in motion on the other side this time. It's Pfeiffer. Takes a snap. Gives it to Cook up the middle. And he gets tackled by his own guy to start with and then gets brought down by a couple of Hilltoppers. He ran right into his own offensive lineman to start. Yeah. Ran into a pile there and then right at the end, first of the time we mentioned Evan Meyer's name tonight. He's we talked about him for a couple weeks in a row now, but he came up from that middle linebacker position to, to finish the job once the uh, running back tried to break out of that pile. Yeah. Number 70, Nino Bayer is the one that initiated the tackle there for the uh, Phoenix. Yeah, he, he's a grown man, Evan. You look at him, he looks like he's about 30 years old with that beard and, and hair. And uh, uh, <laughs> Takes a snap, gives it to Cook up the middle, and he gets about a couple yards before being brought down by number 42, uh, Matthew Griffith. Griffith in there and a couple other names um, out on the field right now. We mentioned Meyer. They still have got all their defensive backs in there, though, and it's also good to see Tate Kowalik out there. Uh, doesn't seem to uh, be laboring at all with that left knee injury, so it's he's, great to have him back. He'll be important for a playoff run. He's bumped out to right end as uh, Rex is in a nose tackle. Yeah, Rex getting some playing time here. He's he's done well in uh, in Tate's absence. It's good to see both of them on the field together. Kersher takes a snap, blitz on, uh, throws it. 
and we uh, get the tackle there. Womack looked like he uh, wanted to go for the big hit there. Instead, the receiver bounces off of him, Hosleth, and he gets a couple more yards. But it's going to be fourth down and about seven. Frustrating, you know, for for defensive coaches when uh, guys come up. It's great to see the big hit, and it's exciting for the fans, and you know can certainly turn the tempo. But sometimes you got to uh, wrap the guy up, make sure you secure the tackle there. Uh, Womack trying for the kill shot there. Uh, the guy bounced off of him. Luckily, his teammate Tomlinson was there to secure the tackle. Going for it here on fourth down. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Kirshner takes the snap, sprints to his right, looks to throw, has time, throws it away, and we had the man open across the middle, oh. and it's dropped. Had Quinton Pfeiffer open across the middle, underthrew him under some under duress at the last second, and it's just dropped, and it's going to be first and 10. Hilltoppers with under a minute to go here in the third quarter. And if you watched the Packer game last Sunday, you saw that. Um, that pass to Musgrave where he was standing by himself at about the 10-yard line. That's about what we saw here from number 10, uh, and that's Quentin Pfeiffer for Menominee Falls. Uh, number 24, P.J. O'Brien, slipped, fell down, and Pfeiffer was standing all by himself at about the 15-yard line in the middle of the field. Uh, just could not have enough arm strength to get it there. The Hilltoppers will have to run one more play here in the third quarter. The ready-for-whistle play came in with about 35 seconds to go. Or maybe they don't have to. Yep, it looks like they can take it to the fourth quarter here as we're under 10 seconds. 24-second clock has not st- I mean, the 10-second clock hasn't started yet here. And that will bring us to the fourth quarter. It's Hilltoppers 35, Phoenix nothing as we enter the fourth quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds to bring you the fourth quarter of action. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. Hi, I'm Mike Jerkin, founder of Magic Productions. We're a sound video and lighting production company based here in Milwaukee. Our creative team will help you take your event to the next level. Magic has become a go-to option for concerts, fundraisers, and corporate events around Milwaukee and the country. As a proud Marquette High alum, I'm thrilled to have Magic Productions sponsor Marquette Hilltoppers Football. Learn more how we can bring creativity, passion, professionalism, and expertise to your next event. Please visit magicpro.com. That's M-A-J-I-C-P-R-O.com. Nothing like Friday Night Lights on the Gridiron. You are listening to Marquette Hilltoppers Football, presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Live from the broadcast booth, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask. Snap is away. Quarterback looks to throw. Throws it off his back foot, and it's going to be incomplete. Mason Steinhoff in the game now with quarterback, that intended receiver. I'm switching to my my side-by-side I have, as we have a lot of reserves in there. The intended receiver was looks like Grellinger. Also at receiver, we've got number 82, Will Clark, the junior out of St. John Vianney in Brookfield. So our Nucky's still out there, as well as, uh, as you mentioned, Will Grellinger. Hansborough to the right of Steinhoff. Steinhoff claps his hands. High snap, comes up with it, fakes the handoff. He's going to keep it and gets maybe a, a yard before being brought down. It's going to be third down, minute 13 and counting here in this fourth quarter. Coaching, 35 nothing Hilltoppers. Coaching point there. Coaches always get a little nervous when you see the quarterback out there running. and 
tried to make a move, taking that ball in his right hand and trying to go over the head of the defender. It always makes you scared that the helmet's going to pop the ball out. But two, re- two receivers right, one to the left. Steinhoff claps the hands a little bit wide, but he catches it, looks to throw, throws a pass, and it's going to be incomplete. Intended there for Will Clark, just running a, an out pattern, a left to the left, a left out, about 10 yards. Uh, he had time to throw, some pressure in his face, but enough time to throw, fortunately threw it uh, too far out of his reach. They're bringing their... It's going to be uh, fourth down and ten. Punting teams coming out there. Eric Schmidt in the punt. Different return man now here for the Phoenix. That is Laquan Beeks, a junior, I mean a sophomore defensive back. Looks like some of the backups are now in for the Phoenix. Ten minutes to go here in the game. The punt is away. High punt. Plenty of hang time, and that's going to bounce out of bounds inside the 20 at about the 15, uh, 14, 14 yard line. Watching how far the official was walking to determine where it went. If I was running the uh, sound system here when the official's doing that, I'd be playing that song from The Price is Right where the guy's going up the uh, hill. Oh, yeah, I'd that. be playing that when the official's trying to find the spot yeah. to stand. Rest I want to be a PA guy just so I can do that. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bob Barker, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Marquette bringing a number of uh, new defensive players onto the field. Number 28, John Ingram. Pistol formation. Can't tell if it's a different quarterback or not. It is still Kirshner in the game. Starting uh, running back still in the game as well. Cook. Kirshner takes a snap. Gives it to Cook. He finds a lane up the middle. Gets about four or five yards before being brought down. If you want to finish talking about sure. the reserves. No, tackled there by Matthew uh, Griffith, the uh, the junior outside linebacker. Also in the game now, sophomore middle backer Luke Merrick, along with Evan Meyer that we had talked about. Bringing in now number 41, Mick Kaminsky, uh, to that safety position as well. Looked like Tomlinson might have got rolled up a little bit as he came up uh, limping a little bit. But he was running fine off the field. So hopefully it just, you know, got stepped on or something and he'll be fine. Shotgun formation. Kirshner takes a snap, gives it to Cook. Cook goes up the middle and he gets met by a host of Hilltopper defenders. And Rex is one of them. Yeah, Rex there at the bottom of the pile. Also, uh, Knacker still in the ball game. He was there. See him getting pulled off the pile late as well. Uh, they've got a n- number of reserves in there. They still have some of their starters. Uh, they've still got uh, Cole Fisher still out Cole there. Cole Fisher, Fisher in there. They've got uh, Emilio Maroon, a sub at uh, right defensive end as well now. Sprints to his right, looks to throw, and it hits knocked down Matumbo style. <laughs> Batted down by Knacker. I, I, you know, if this was in high school, he could have done the uh, 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 <laughs> sure style. He could have almost knocked it there into the hands of uh, Cole Fisher as well. That would have been a uh, that would have been a treat. Uh, nothing like an interception by a defensive lineman. Joey Spano back to return the punt this time. Monrio is done for the night. Elm in the punt for the Phoenix. Left-footed punter. Has been very inconsistent punting so far. Some of them been good, some of them been bad. Really nowhere in between. Elm gets the punt away, and it's going to be a short punt, and it's going to take a Phoenix bounce and go to the other side of the 50-yard line, and the official's still going. Gets to about the, going to stop, 41, 
the 40-yard line. Supposed to start yodeling there for me as you're uh, going up. You know, as <laughs> well, you you're talking about the good and bad ones. That one came out looking like one of the bad ones, but uh, with the with the roll it got there at the end turned out to be one of his better punts of the night. But yes, what was what was the name of that game? I don't remember. Uh, I forget what it was. Maybe our producer can text it to <laughs> us. The Price is Right game where the uh, guys going up the uh, French Alps and you want to get in the goal as sh- short as possible. Sure, probably doesn't help her try to find it, explaining <laughs> that. <laughs> We're going to have two receivers to the left, one to the right. Josetti back in at quarterback for the Hilltoppers. Hansborough nope. at running back. Claps his hands, takes the snap, looks to throw. It's caught and gets about nine or ten yards before being brought down. Feber on that uh, catch. Yeah, Kellen Ferber. Ferber. Uh, the sophomore we had talked about uh, playing out of the slot right there. Uh, nice catch. First career varsity catch. Congratulations, Kellen Ferber. They're going to have him stop short of the first down by a yard to the left, one to the right. Going to have two each way. Driscoll on the slot to the right. Josetti claps the hands, gets the football, gives it to Hansborough up the middle, gets a nice big gain, fights his way in to Hilt. Topper, I mean the Phoenix territory, and gets to the 41-yard line. Nice run there great, by the back. Great run by uh, Hansbro. He's uh, an athletic uh, beast. He can just run over guys. He's very fast. He's, you know, obviously he's got Tommy here in the running back room that will limit his carries. But you know, many years he's a starting running back for this team. Cliff Hangers is the uh, what she texted me about Cliff with that Hangers. game. Was. There we go. Three no, no receiver, plinko. No three plinko. receivers to the right, one to the left. Josetti looking around, scanning the defense, letting as much time run down as he can, going to be under five minutes. Watching the back judge, takes the snap, gives the handoff to Hansborough, goes off to his right, started to his left, goes to his right, goes back up the middle, and he's going to get about four yards. Good to see some of these uh, young hilltoppers out here. Now we've got number... Uh, 52, Julian Hurtado, a sophomore out of Bruce Guadalupe in Milwaukee. Uh, Juan Hurtado was the offensive lineman of the year last year on the freshman level. It's great to see him out here on Friday night. I don't have him on my side-by-side. I must have forgot to add him. Thank you for having that. <laughs> Same formation, uh, Hansborough to the right of Josetti. 422 and counting. Letting the clock run down. The 10-second mark is up. Fakes the handoff. Throws it wide of the attended receiver, J.J. Driscoll. It's going to be incomplete. Missed the junior. Yeah, Driscoll, uh, one of the reserve wide receivers here. Uh, They came out trips to the bottom. He was the third wide receiver. Just sort of ran a hitch out. uh, Thrown to his left. Uh, J.J. Driscoll's got a, a younger brother on the freshman team this year just came back from a a knee injury so it was great to have uh, Peter back on the field same formation trips to the right one to the left Josetti looking over the defense waiting until the clock starts to go takes the snap looks to throw throws it it's caught and he gets brought down short of the first down by a couple yards that is uh, Ferber once again and you can sort of see that the process these guys 
you know, Josetti throwing it to, to Ferber. It's clear that they've got a connection. You know, they work together on the, you know, on the scout team and in practice, and you can just see that connection, you know, with the second team unit out on the field um, just as well as you do see uh, with McDevitt and uh, Russell and Hoffman. Fourth and two, approaching the three-minute mark at the 33-yard line of the Phoenix. Josetti looking over the defense, three receivers to the left. Claps the hands, takes the snap, gives it the hands, bro, goes up the middle, gets enough for the first down, spins out of a tackler, still going and brought down inside the 20-yard line. Hansborough was not going to be denied. Close to breaking that one for a score. Yeah, no one was stopping him for less than the first down, and he just kept churning. Those guys wanted no part of tackling his uh, you know, big legs as he's running through there. Just a great hard-nosed run there by Hansborough. Can we start calling him Quadzilla? Yeah, could be. He's, he's a monster. <laughs> Same formation, three receivers left, one to the right. Uh, Steinhoff in a quarterback now for the Hilltoppers. Takes the snap, gives it to the back. Hansborough fights his way for a few yards before being brought down. Going to give him about three yards. 2.15 and counting here. 35 nothing Hilltoppers. Nice spin move there at the line of scrimmage by Hansborough. Once he was stopped, he spun to his left. I know they work hard on that. Basically, just take a plastic garbage, you know, garbage can, turn it upside down. Those running backs practice spin moves on those garbage cans during the week, and uh, that was a great move there. You can tell he's been working on that. Minute 50 to go here in the game, 35 nothing. Hilltopper. Same formation, Hansborough to the left of Steinhoff. Steinhoff takes a snap. The pitch is fumbled. Hansborough is able to pick it up. It gets tackled immediately, and it's going to be third and very long as we meet the minute 30 mark here in the fourth quarter. Just some frustration there out of Hansborough. Um, had it there. Unfortunately, had to fall on it. Couldn't get quite a handle on it before the defense uh, was on his lap. He's going to have the football at about the 23-yard line. Going to be third and long, third and 15. Same formation, just flip Hansborough to the right of Steinhoff. Takes the snap, gives the handoff to Hansborough up the middle. He fights his way for a few yards before being brought down as we've reached a minute to go here in the game, and it's fourth and ten for the Hilltop. These second halves, these last, this last month, Evan, these second halves just go super fast when you've got a running clock four weeks in a row. Not much time to talk about more than just names and uh, some plays, but uh, it's, it's great to see Marquette keep the pedal down and the tempo up and get to that fourth week in a row. with Going to go forward on fourth down here, two receivers each direction, claps his hands, pitches it to Hansborough. Hansborough trying to fight his way for the first down. Guy got him by the ankle, and he's going to be stopped short of the first down. That's going to likely bring us to the end of the game as we do have a running clock, and we're going to have 16 quarters in a row for the Hilltoppers not allowing a point. They've not allowed a point since the fourth quarter against Arrowhead, and 35 nothing Hilltoppers. We are going to step away, catch our breaths, and we're going to recap this one when we come back. Hilltoppers 35, Phoenix nothing. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. 
Capital Insurance Agency in Brookfield is an independent, local, family-owned insurance broker that has been helping families and small businesses for 47 years. Capital Insurance's long-term customers are proof of their commitment to building relationships that last and are just not a transaction. The team at Capital Insurance takes pride in protecting you, your family, and your business. Contact Joe Sladke, a Marquette High class of 2009 graduate, as he and the staff at Capital Insurance are ready to assist you. Learn more at CapitalInsuranceWI.com. Hi, this is Rick Schmidt, CEO of CG Schmidt. For over 100 years, our family company has been creating exceptional facilities that improve the lives of others. We provide professional construction management services and have a passion for building and improving our communities here in Milwaukee and throughout the state. We are honored to be a longtime builder and supporter of Marquette University High School and are proud to sponsor Hilltoppers Football. Learn more about us and our construction services at cgschmidt.com. Good luck to the Hilltoppers. From C.G. Schmidt. Listen to the man who tells you exactly how he sees it. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Every weekday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on 1017 FM, 1510 AM, WGKB Waukesha and W269DL Milwaukee. A locally owned Good Karma brand station. Nothing like Friday Night Lights on the Gridiron. You are listening to Marquette Hilltoppers Football. Presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Live from the broadcast booth, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask. We are back here at the C.G. Schmidt broadcast booth once again talking about a shutout victory by this Hilltopper defense. 35 nothing victory for the Hilltoppers, ranked 8th in the state coming in, taking on the 3-1 and Phoenix 2-0 in conference and the Hilltoppers leave here at 4-1, 3-0 in conference before next week's big matchup against Sussex Hamilton. Going to be another great uh, tough matchup here for the Hilltoppers. But before we do get to that, great game here tonight. And Tommy Novotny, the sophomore running back, came into the game with six touchdowns out in the season. He's now got 10. Yeah, just another great night. The last two weeks, uh, Novotny's had eight touchdowns in the last two games. Uh, so really coming into his own here. Marquette, it, it's just it's tough to maintain um, the level of excellence that they've been um, performing on the field this last month. And, you know, coming into the game and talking with some of the defensive coaches, you know, they thought, that, hey, this this is a really high-powered offense here on Menominee Falls. This might be the week that breaks our, uh, our shutout streak. But yeah, they scored uh, 53 points last week. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you can see the talent there with, with Coke, the running back, and, you know, some of the complimentary receivers here. But this Marquette high defense is prepared. They're focused, uh, and they have been for the last month the most aggressive team on the field. And, and when you're talking defense, you know that's what wins football games is coming out with that attitude, um, that aggress- that aggressiveness, uh, and uh, ultimately another shutout on the board helped out here not only with you know Tommy Novotny's four touchdowns, but um, great play on the special teams. That big punt return that you thought we might see last week, and Murphy Monreal able to uh, to pop one for the. Uh, the punt return tonight. So great all-around team victory for the Hilltoppers tonight. It, you and I were talking coming back from break who our player of the game should be, uh, and we're talking about Monrio or uh, Novotny, and I got to give it to Tommy Novotny again as he has eight touchdowns in two games, four touchdowns again tonight, and I got to give it to him. I'm sure he had over 100 yards. One of his touchdown runs was a 72 yard, a 71-yard carry, 
And yeah. for me, it's uh, Tommy Novotny, Monrio. I think Sardar should get you know, player of the game as well. Let's just give it to both of them because they're the ones that scored all the points tonight. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, you can't take those four touchdowns away from Tommy. I mean, he does the work that offensive line's been doing a better and better job forming together. But, um, you know, somebody's still got to be there with that speed Tommy has. And you mentioned the, uh, the long touchdown run and over 100 yards, but you can't take away from the fact that he had his first uh, receiving touchdown of the night of the, of the season as well. Um, so he's showing his versatility. You can see Coach uh, Jake Josetti, the offensive coordinator, opening up his offensive playbook a little more with that screen pass, getting uh, Novotny involved in the pass game. Uh, and uh, it's exciting to see this young group of Hilltoppers. Quite, quite frankly, Evan, I don't think that uh, they're getting their due justice with number eight right now in the state. This is a team that has every capability of being uh, in the top four, final four when we get to playoff time. Next week, though, it's going to be a tough, uh, much tougher matchup as they're going to take on Sussex-Hamilton a week from tonight at Hart Park. If, um, I'm trying to find the score here. going to give you a quick moment to kind of talk about that game and the importance of that one sure, as Sus- I look for the score. Sussex-Hamilton always uh, runs uh, a tough program. Uh, they brought in their head coach, uh, Gum, a few years ago, and he's really turned that program around it's one that is now gone from sort of the, the bottom of the conference to where it's competing or winning um, conference championships year after year. So last year, uh, Marquette uh, lost a heartbreaker to him in the in the playoffs, um, right a goal line stand right as the game expired to, to end Marquette's season this year. So uh, rest assured that Marquette's coaches, and uh, we are stressing that this week to our players. We are uh, letting them know that we haven't forgotten uh, the sting of that victory, and uh, with, with the talent out on the field here for the Hilltoppers, it's going to be a great battle uh, for homecoming uh, next week at, at Hart Park. Well, I can't find the score, but I know it was a tough game for Sussex-Hamilton as well as they were taking on, I want to say, Brookfield Central. So the winner of this game and the winner of that game are going to be tied for first place in the conference. Yeah, Brookfield Central, also one of those teams that's always up near the top. Uh, you as we, as we saw last week, Brookfield East is having a little bit of a down year as um, and they graduated a number of seniors last year. So the, the top three teams in this conference are the ones you just referred to, our Hilltoppers, uh, Brookfield Central, and Sussex. And we'll be playing Sussex uh, next week um, and Brookfield Central in three weeks. So uh, a lot on the road ahead, but uh, as there's only uh, four games left here in this regular season, Marquette, uh, the, the victories are mounting up, and they're preparing for a long uh, playoff run. Yeah, and uh, that will do it here for us tonight. Thank you, Joe, for your insight here once again tonight. You're going to be off next week as well, and I think the next two weeks, correct? No, just, just, next just next week. week. Just we, next week. Yes, I, uh, I, I, hopefully that uh, I'm not the reason that uh, the good luck streak uh, ends, uh, but, no, we've had a, a family uh uh, vacation plan since before I was even offered this job. And, uh, you know, as Vince Lombardi used to say, um, God, family, and football in that order. So uh, we've got a, a nice family trip to take uh, my wife and the kids on. We're going gonna to head up to uh, uh, Lick Petenwell and, and, and have a fun for the, uh, for the end of the summer season. Well, you enjoy that. We're going to have Warren Price. Uh, he joined the Truth uh, broadcast last year. Um, he'll be joining me next week. Enjoy that. Come refreshed for uh, the following week. But next week, 
going to be back on these airwaves, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff, as these Marquette Hilltoppers take on the Sussex Hamilton, who don't have a score, but we'll see how they do. I'm Evan Wittallison for my producer, Rhea Riley, and my broadcast partner, Joe Damas. This has been Hilltopper Football, Hilltoppers 35, Menominee Falls, nothing. This has been Hilltopper Football and the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Good night, everybody. Good night, Hilltoppers.